0: This is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have uh, waiting for you there. And unlike those other talk show hosts in the business, most of them, We don't charge you for our website, so you can head over there and enjoy all the features you'll find completely free at freetalklive.com. We're starting uh, things out tonight with our special guest uh, co-host, who uh, recently was, up until the last few months ago, a regular co-host during our weekday edition of the show, uh, Ademo Freeman, who is fresh out of jail as of, what, the last 48 hours or so. Uh, fresh out as of I think it was Thursday morning, really early yeah, Thursday, Thursday morning, morning. We'll get to that story. Uh, but uh, you're fresh out of jail after having spent a few months in there regarding some so-called wiretapping charges as well as chalking.
1: Yep. They built, they built a jail for a chalker and a phone caller.
0: <laughs> and, uh, of course, you weren't the only peaceful person that was inside that jail. It's no, absolutely the, not. the Manchester, New Hampshire, as it's called, Valley Street Jail. And so, welcome back. It's good to have you out. Hey,
1: it's great to be back. I love being free Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a nice feeling. Now, I know that when I was in jail for a couple of months, when I got out, going back to familiar locations had a weird vibe to it for me.
1: Yeah, it's taking some adjusting, you know, like being out on my front porch or even here at the studios, you know, uh, familiar places just to get uh, reacquainted, you know, and catch, catch the barons, you know, uh, for 92 days, my, you know, the same surrounding yeah. every day.
0: It was so it was just a bizarre feeling. It's hard to describe it.
1: Yeah, um, I think you have to do it and to know what we're yeah. probably talking about. So yeah, I mean, of <laughs> course it has uh, you know I don't know the exact words but it's definitely like uh it's almost like surreal, you know, like It is it is exactly, surreal. You know?
0: Like oh, here's this place again and it's very familiar but Somehow, I feel removed uh, yeah. to
1: a certain aspect, yeah.
0: And I know, Mark, you were in, in prison for nine years. I mean, I went in, uh, to jail for 60 days. You were there for 90 Yeah, Mark's laughing at and, us. And uh, Mark, I mean, it must have been much more intense for you. I mean, were you even going to familiar places when you when you got out? Was, was your I mom's think it was house more, the
2: same? I think it was more like going, um, I mean, everything's weird obviously. Uh, right. I think it's more like just going back home um, if you've been away from town for a mm. long time. But I don't think, you know, I, I think it takes nearly as long as you were in car to become uninstitutionalized.
0: So you think that maybe you're still institutionalized?
2: I've been out longer than I was okay. incarcerated. All
0: right. now, how but many I years have it, has it been now? Since I've been out? Yeah. yeah like 15. 15? Okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. So, uh, Open Phones is always here. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. In fact, I've got an outrageous story coming up about, and I don't know if you've, you've caught wind of this yet, Adamo. You're probably catching up on a whole lot of emails but and I'm
2: trying to keep up Facebook up.
0: messages. If For we're going to do that... da-
2: jail talk, we really should talk why Ademo was in jail. We're
0: but... going to. We're going to. I just want to let folks know there's a crazy story coming up about some activists up in the uh, the Northwest. It's the, the group of anarchists that over the summer we'd reported on, they had been raided by the police and they'd taken their anarchist... Uh, Propaganda, and oh. it was in relation to you know some protests that allegedly happened that these people didn't necessarily have anything to do with. It was just an excuse for the police to come take their stuff. And now these folks have been locked in jail cells in prison, federal prison, for not speaking to a grand jury. Where is this out of? It's the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. So it's a it's an outrageous story, and and I hope that we have a chance to uh, to dig into that because I think you know people, especially you and I, Damo, you know we can relate to this. These people went to jail on principle. They went to jail because they you know they wanted to use their what they thought was a right to remain silent. They were told they didn't have that right, and now they're going to be in jail for eighteen months uh, on contempt charges. And so you know we're certainly familiar with contempt. Uh, You've faced it. I've 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 faced it. But uh, tell us more. Went to jail for it. Give us the. uh, uh, give us the short version of you know why you were in jail for wiretapping
1: well yeah well there's there's two parts to me being in jail you know and it's kind of like i don't know you put it all together and it, it kind of smells a little funky but uh the the original reason why i went to valley street or hillsborough county jail uh in the first place was related to the chalking aid arrest and from that's last year from june 4th of 2011 right. correct so that's you know real brief is where 40 folks went out and protested the uh, beating that four off-duty officers gave Chris Malekovic outside the Strange Brew incident. So we had told the officers- That's a bar. That's a bar, yep. And- uh we had told the Off police duty stations, officers, Off-duty officers. No punishment would, for would, the officers. Right. It would
2: look remarkably like four guys took a dude outside of a bar and beat the crap out of him. Right, but they like Except it in. Except those people had badges during their normal daytime exactly. hours. And so some activists went there to draw chalk on the sidewalk. And chalk is not generally considered graffiti. And somebody, of course, chalked the side of the building, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. A number of us were, and myself included. And so, long story short, and if folks want more, copluck.org slash chalk, yep. but I was charged with two counts of resisting arrest because, like the activists you were talking about in the Northwest, I felt my arrest was unlawful and you know flat-out wrong, and so I went limp. So I said I wouldn't assist or resist with my kidnapping as, as I viewed it, and that caught me two resisting arrest charges as well as a criminal graffiti. Uh, I, was char- I was sentenced to, after a trial by judge, no jury... To one year in jail on the Class A misdemeanors of resisting arrest, two years, but he allowed those sentences to run uh, concurrently Concurrent. and suspended ten months of it, meaning I had to do sixty days. Mm-hmm. I was free on appeal uh, to the superior court because for a jury. in
0: New Hampshire, when you appeal a Class A misdemeanor, you are able to have a jury trial.
1: Yes, and you can remain; t- your sentences stayed until until that results conclusion. Well, which is
0: but, what your intention was. See, you wanted I, to go to jury trial. You wanted to put this in front of uh, you know twelve individuals and ask them if you know they thought jail was a good idea for someone who was chalking.
1: Right. If not to absolutely give me a not guilty verdict, or at least put some sense into the sentence, which I got a max sentence for resisting when both officers that testified of uh, to my arrest that were the arresting officers said it was like a couple seconds, and one guy said two seconds, in which I delayed my arrest. So mm-hmm. I was essentially given a year. For for each second. For each second, you know, like, it's just insane. So going through that process, I went through all the pretrial stuff, and just before my trial date could be selected, the judge said, well, we'll mail you a letter and give you a phone call. They failed to do the latter, giving me the phone call, and they mailed the letter to a wrong address. This I was able to prove by finding the returned letter in my case file, took a picture, sent the motions to both courts, Superior and District, and both judges said no. You said to these judges
0: essentially – Hey, look, here's the proof that the clerk of court at the Superior Court Their sent the wrong, sent this notice of the trial, the trial date, to the wrong address, an address that does not actually exist anywhere. Anywhere. And they sent it in a manner in which, uh, like in a different envelope from which they normally send right. things. Right, normally
1: the envelopes bear a clear window because the letter can be folded up a certain way to bear your address, and the letter inside... My, the envelope with the wrong address had the right address. It had the correct yep. dwelling in, that in which I live. And so it was clearly a case of clerical error
2: or right. you know, this intentional. Is- it, this totally deserves to be sort of um, made very clear. Normally, they send letters with a window, and they fold the letter in a, such a way that the address right. shows through. Yep. This is how so many places do things. And they had the same letter. They had the right address on the letter, but they ca- they got a different envelope, and they put a sticker on the envelope with the wrong address yes. to an address that doesn't exist. So if they had any kind of computer that put this together, they had to overwrite no, this
0: it. No, this was by hand.
2: Yeah, this is No, weird. they didn't write it out. It was printed on a Label
0: right, and but stuck somebody, there, did but somebody
1: had to print that somebody typed in that somebody label. Somebody made that something.
0: label, somebody put that on there, and somebody made the decision to do things differently with you. Right. And you pointed this out in the motion, and both judges and district and superior court denied that motion. Was there any explanation attached to their denial? The
1: first the superior court judge, Judge Brown, the same one who was my judge for the wiretapping, um, he said, I just signed with the state and he gave these X a number of like Paragraph four, five, nine, and eleven is I think the exact ones he said. And I made a video after this showing folks how these points were irrelevant due to some other facts, but didn't matter. He didn't even normally on such important matters like whether or not to give you a new trial, extend a date, they call you in for oral arguments and he didn't even do that. He ruled without us coming in to, Mm -hmm. you know, advocate for our, you know, motion, you know, state and myself. Uh so that's a little weird. And then when I went to district court uh, as some folks might have seen from the video, I asked Judge Lyons...
0: This was at your sentencing here. This
1: is at when they took me on July 11th. And I yeah. said, look at this. Before you do what you have to do. And he said, my only thing is to decide whether or not you go to jail today. And I'm like, yeah. well, like, that's much of a decision for Thanks. you. Thanks. And you won't even look at proof,
0: you know, the, right. of...
1: This not the being a fault. The proof he'd already
0: seen and denied in a motion in motion form.
1: Well, he actually didn't take an opinion on the motion because it was mm-hmm. only being remended back, so he just ignored he, it. Oh, okay. And he said his only job was to decide whether or not I go to jail And at The that prosecutor
2: moment. was able, cited um, some kind of case law that said that you didn't actually have to know. Yeah, their that rule, court rules date. say that they don't have to tell you when you're <laughs> supposed right. to be in court. <laughs> to to your get responsibility. A fair trial right. in this country. You don't have to know that there is one.
0: All right, the toll free number here is 855 453. Adamo is with us for the entire evening here. All night from copblock.org and if you've got a question about his incarceration his experience or anything copblock etc we're here 855-450-FREE you can bring up what you want free talk live Got vampires, zombies ruining the neighborhood from weapons expert Larry Correa, a new installment in the New York Times best-selling Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Legion. Publishers Weekly says this light-hearted testosterone soap sequel to 2009's Monster Hunter International will delight fans of action horror with elaborate weaponry hand hand combat, disgusting monsters, and an endless stream of blood and body parts.
3: Monster Hunter Legion, on sale now wherever books are sold.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We'll take your calls about anything, although certainly if you've got a question for a demo from copblock.org, he is with us here this evening, and I'm sure he'll field your questions about whatever you might want to talk to him about, not just his... Recent stint in jail uh, for so-called wiretapping and the horrible crime of chalking, but also in general. I mean, the, the guy has a wealth of information about uh, copblock.org and some of the, the tactics and techniques that uh, you guys advocate over there to, uh, of course, I'm a huge uh, fan of copblock, uh, to keep the police and other government bureaucrats accountable with uh, video cameras. That's one of the, the big approaches.
1: Yeah, it's basically uh, that. and They have a, like the one-stop shop to share and you know get support from folks, which was very helpful during my time.
0: Right. Lots of int- uh, interesting stories are posted there. Outrageous uh, stories as well over at copblock.org. So make sure you don't miss that. And of course, it's on Facebook as well. But he's here. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. 1-855-450-3733. Also invite you to uh, go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn about the various different ways you can get Free Talk Live into your ears. There's uh, you know a 110 great radio stations across the country that air this show at various times throughout the week we've got some live streams on our website uh, different bit rates for your different internet connection speeds uh, and for your convenience satellite listening choices including xm satellite radio as well as our ku band free to air channel the webcam uh, and as well as the listen lines which allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance lots of ways for you to tune into free talk live head over to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more with Halloween coming up, um, maybe you want to have some
2: real nice sweets for your friends and family. I, I don't know if I'd give these out at the door, but you can go to com and check out the handmade all-natural candies that they've got there.
0: I wouldn't give them out at the door to the kids going around the neighborhood, but I sure would if it was at like the door to an adult uh, party because these are really good, like high-quality
2: sweets. And Indeed. They're made with uh, natural stuff, and there's all kinds of things. There's English toffee, which is my favorite, and you like. I love the fudge. Uh, Demo, have you had any of this? Because I know that they had the uh, Fria Demo Salted Almond Caramel Chews. I haven't had one yet, but I've heard
1: (laughs) about them, and I know they're delicious. It's definitely on
2: my list of things to do. (laughs) She was selling candies in order to... Uh somehow help with your case or yeah, something. Yeah, she was <laughs>
0: raising money for his commissary.
2: That's right. Oh, that's and, wonderful. And anyway, so there is a actually the salted almond caramel chews, which were sort of uh, made in your honor. But you can go to statelesssweets.com and get some of these great sweets. The the yeah. the, the English toffee is the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. And you can go then to get them. They're they're great and they're they're affordable. It's statelesssweets.com. All
0: right. So again, if you've got a question for Adamo Freeman, he is with us here from coplock.org and uh you're Regaling us with your story of uh, going to jail for chalking initially in a sh- where the court was pulling some shenanigans and they sent you a letter of your trial date to an address that didn't exist. You proved it with the the evidence that was in their own case file. Proved that they'd sent the the letter to the wrong place. And they basically said, "Yeah, well, uh, it's your responsibility to yeah, know when your trial date bad. is. So if you know if it didn't make it to you, then eh." Right. You're going to jail. Yeah. And and
2: the attorney, excuse me, the prosecuting attorney cited case law that said that you didn't need to know, apparently, Mm. about your case. So in a country where you're guaranteed a trial, you can get a fair trial without even knowing that that trial occurred. Well, not so much basically that, but that they didn't
1: have to ensure that they've, you know, proper delivery or that I even received the mail, you know, that I've read it, that just— Hey, good faith of us sent... You should be happy we sent them something. Not, mm. Well, not, they
2: didn't send it to anybody because the, the address they sent it to didn't exist. Well, their
1: argument was that I did have that address, but they can't prove, nor did they try to, because like, I, I never have, right. given them that address. Right, there's
0: no uh, court record of anywhere of you saying or writing anything to them about, hey, change my address to X, Y, Z.
1: Right, and and again, which w- was easily provable because the letter inside the envelope of the wrong address had the right address, so the, like, like that just smashed their right. argument right there. So... <laughs>
0: The, so they put you in jail that, for 60 days. Right. Well, that's,
1: that was supposed to be 60 days, but with good time. Then you do 40, and I had three days pretrial t- credit. So that was the other dilemma. It like, now that they're just, you know, hamming me up like this, by the time I could have filed a motion to a higher court to get them, which most likely would have said, you know, whatever, I would have served the, the large majority or if not all of my sentence. The Supreme
0: Court took a, at least a month to get back to me when I wrote there was, them There There was
1: a, some sort of appeal I think I could have did that was not as high as that, and I forget what like a, the advice was like to, a motion to reconsider or something exactly like it's something in that realm yeah. but um in this case i decided well, you know whatever uh if this is how they want to do it i can waste some time and you know the chalking thing had already been a, almost a year old you know going on 10 months and justice's
2: so, terrible swift sword
1: yeah so i figured just do it just sit and i figured during that time i had this wiretapping trial coming up so like you know, it's not the, you know, best place to be to try to prepare for such a thing. But it isn't, no. you know, you, you don't have as many distract, distractions as regular life can give you, you know. It's true. You jail. do have
0: time to concentrate on that one issue at hand. But the legal research uh, end of it is very difficult from well,
1: jail. And, and for me, I guess it wasn't as big of a deal because I wasn't really trying to go with much legal. Like, I didn't file any motions in the wiretap right. or anything like that. I mean, we could get into that. But so I decided to sit, sit it out. And so five days before my sentence was to end. For the was, chalking. For the chalking was the wiretapping trial, and uh, I mean, I don't know how much. I'm sure you guys covered it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Essentially, that outcome, you know, was...
0: Outrageous. I mean, just the whole thing was outrageous. You were calling these government bureaucrats to try to get them to comment on a public news story about how a police officer had slammed a teenager's head into a cafeteria table during uh, lunchtime, yep. and you were following up on that story, and that was outrageous on its own, but you were just trying to get comment from the school principal. Uh, and you asked the- for comment, and, the and then they
2: claimed that they didn't know that you were recording and uh, that's how they gave you the this you know this uh, what is it wiretapping charge? Which that you're recording
0: they charged you with a felony, and by their own law, from what I understand, they shouldn't have been able to do that.
1: Yeah, there's a number of things where they really tried to you know ha- hand me up again. You know, trying to file a motion for my past uh, criminal activity record because right, you went a- to
0: jail previously for a marijuana. Discussion. Yeah,
1: for being a, a victim of the war on drugs. Yeah. And so, and I didn't oppose that. And then the edited video in which I put out, which is, you know, I never filed a motion saying, throw this piece of evidence out because the only evidence they had of me committing this crime was an edited video. Right. In fact, I I admitted it that I didn't tell them that I was recording. But, anyways, they tried that. They tried
2: the the other routines for like plea deals, even, you know. Well, I think asking for comment is close enough to telling somebody they recorded personally. Plus, I also
1: had both witnesses. Testify that they knew of copblock.org and its agenda and its purpose before, you know, the phone call even took place because of the chalking experience and all the outreach that Pete and I had done in Manchester the year before.
0: I presume you've heard this news already, uh, but as you were finishing up your stint in jail, the principal and the secretary have been put on paid leave pending some sort of an investigation, I believe. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure
1: if it... I don't, I've heard of this, but I have no idea why or what it's about, and I'm right now... Uh, Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I can't contact anybody at the school. Or oh, you're stuff, on a, like so, a
0: restraining order? Yeah,
1: part of my good behavior is no contact with...
0: Anyone at the school, right? or what about the whole police department?
1: Well, it says that I'm not even allowed at the police department unless uh, there's official business, but uh-huh. b- primarily... Uh, captain hopkins and then for the school it's like i must have a reason and notify them but i can't talk to the secretary or the principal wow for sure so those are like So wow. it looks
2: like they're going to fire two of the three bureaucrats that he's um, you know been but who convicted. knows if it's for a related reason yeah, we, don't, we, we don't know, don't know anything. it seems
0: awfully coincidental that it's the principal and this very same secretary that was in question as well yeah
1: i mean it would be a very long Process then that they took about going about it because it's my understanding that the police officers, and this is information I got in my discovery. Their uh, internal investigation was completed, their investigation of the whole matter, and they weren't charging anybody with any uh, such You things. mean but, the
2: police officers that record anybody who calls their station without telling them? Yes, those guys. Oh, right. the people that commit a felony or a, you know a misdemeanor? It's not a felony when they time. do it. Right, they can do it whenever they want.
0: 855 free. that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. We'll continue with a demo's story, and you're welcome to uh, share your thoughts or ask a question or whatever you want. If that's on your mind, you can dial in here, 855 855- 450 Free. That's toll-free. It's Free Talk Live. In every age,
1: a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel
0: Is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition of the program. Toll free number here, 855 453. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features, including news updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop via email. Uh, if that's the way you like to receive information, uh, that's the way you'll get the latest info about the show. But also, uh, we do f- uh, Twitter and Facebook, and you'll get more than just the latest info on Twitter and Facebook. You'll get actual updates during the show. Uh, you'll get questions, you know, observations. Sometimes we'll post some show prep in there, and it's you know, that Facebook slash Twitter experience in which you can interact with others as well that listen to Free Talk Live. More so on Facebook, I think, than, than Twitter. Uh, but it's all there for you. You can go to news.freetalklive.com and follow Free Talk Live in the way that is most suitable to you and your preferences. That's news.freetalklive.com.
2: And if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear manventureoutpost.com is the place to go to get it. You can get the name brands there, and you can get them at the best prices. They've had the best prices on everything I've checked, and quite a couple a couple of my friends have gone there, and they've you know said, man, these, these prices are great, and they, so they've switched completely. I recommend going to manventureoutpost.com to get your knives and ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, anything that you get online. Go there first and check out the prices at manventureoutpost.com. And You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. It's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com.
0: So we're talking about your story, Ademo, in that you just got out of jail a couple days ago, bright and early, 5 in the morning. We can talk about that here in a little bit. But we're still working through your trial process uh, regarding the wiretapping charges, which uh, were felony counts. So you were looking at something like 20 to 22 years in prison. Yeah, 10 to 21 years in prison for uh, recording some phone conversations with some public employees with government bureaucrats with whom you'd think that you should be able to hold accountable and hold to their words and you know have there be a record of uh, of those conversations they uh, charge you with felony counts which technically is not something they should be able to do considering the law as i understand it is written to where and this is being appealed by the way uh that, that that's working through the courts as we speak but the law is written to where you can't you're supposed to not charge somebody with a felony unless they've actually wiretapped or re- rather recorded a conversation to which they were not a consenting party. A, a, a party of it party. all, right? Yeah.
1: As long as they, since they're, it's only the felony version is only for those who wiretap a conversation of two others.
0: So, like, if I were to use a scanner and somebody were to have an old, uh, an old cordless phone, mm-hmm. and I could listen to that on the scanner, and I was listening to you, Adamo, talk to Mark about something, and y'all didn't know I was listening, and I recorded that call. That's the felony count. That in is New the Hampshire. felony,
1: yes. And then anything else, as in, if you were recording a phone conversation with me, that after you called me,
0: right, and didn't tell you about, and it. didn't
1: tell me about it, that is a misdemeanor,
0: right? But they charged you, who was on the call, you were a party to the call yep.
1: with felonies, yep. And I pointed this out to the prosecutor once when he came to visit me in jail, and he said, "Well, I'm prepared to argue otherwise." And so now we're going to talk about the old like Bill Clinton stuff, you know, arguing what the word is means, and you know, a uh, party to, you know, like. You know, so he – they really wanted to throw the book at me. He really wanted to take this – you know, even though they offered me some plea deals after I pointed out that they offer plea deals to people who actually harm other people, but they weren't offering me any until, like, a week before my trial, Uh, even though he offered me some with some suspended time and knocking it down to a a misdemeanor, uh, there was, you know, a desire of his, like, to prosecute this as felonies to get – like, I could tell the whole time that he's – Normally they'd be like fine, you know, or, or they'd go lower, lower, lower. Like in uh, Massachusetts, you know, finally they were like, it was three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, they were always saying I should go to jail here, but he he was like, okay, fine, you know, I'll I'll try you, you know, and I'll get as many as I want. And he definitely wasn't happy either when the judge, you know,
2: oh no, he was really really angry. He of that my to get a bunch of years. He for... wanted me to do a
1: year, more, another year in Valley Street. He wanted wow. that bad, you know. And he was upset that you know nine months of it was. Uh, suspended even, yep. though, even so the when... judge
0: sentenced you to 90 days instead of well, he sentenced
1: me to a year, but he suspended nine months of it. Right, and right, well, he and...
0: was so proud of
2: what he had done that he had uh, police escort out to his car after this trial.
0: The judge oh. or the, the, uh, prosecutor? the prosecutor?
2: Oh, wow, I, I didn't hear any of that.
0: So uh, you were, you, but you were also sentenced to prison as well, and that was suspended.
1: Uh, yep, so there's three wiretapping charges. The first wiretapping charge, however, they ordered it, was 12 months in Valley Street, nine months suspended, 90 days to serve right now. Or at that time. And then the other two charges, each were one to three years in the state prison, and then all three of those charges can run uh, consecutively, or excuse me, concurrently. And so I've already started my, if I would be revoked or my good behavior would be uh, enacted, then I've, I'm already 90 days into that sentence. So and
0: you're not on probation, you are on a suspended sentence.
1: I'm on a suspended sentence that is its only condition. Uh, so yes, I'm not on probation where I actually have to report and jump through other hoops, right. but... My one and only condition is a very vague one to continue good behavior.
0: Good behavior. Now, uh, if they didn't clarify that. They did not typically the general definition of good behavior, at least my experience in New Hampshire, is no misdemeanors, no felonies, no major motor vehicle violations. So if you were to get a uh, like a city code violation, that generally would not trigger good behavior. But since they didn't define it, it's still that kind of nebulous. You could ask for clarification on that. I have done that in the past, because when I got out of jail, that same gen- generic good behavior was over top of me, and I did request clarification and was, uh, was clarified that that right, was d- the standard definition. I
1: did bring it up at one point in court I believe I don't remember if it was before or after uh the sentence but um the judge gave me the same blame like oh it's normally like he's making it sound you know that it was very hard to have the suspended sentence enacted that it was like there's some sort of process with multiple people but Michael Valentine told me in in private the prosecutor that again yes it's you know most likely class A misdemeanors or felonies mm-hmm. that will bother me but he told me ultimately at the end of the day it's his choice that Anything that would be police contact, you know, could get me... uh, Until the
0: judge clarifies it, yeah, I think that he could bring something back.
1: Right, but he also told me that it's my right to have a hearing, and I was like, well, it's also my right to have a trial. You guys (laughs) skip that as well, so I don't have much faith in that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, ultimately, since that uh, guilty verdict for the uh, wiretapping came five days before my release, uh, the, the judge allowed the sentences to be run... Uh, concurrently, meaning he gave me the last five days were five days towards the chalking and f- my first mm-hmm. five days of the wiretapping, which is why I ended up ultimately serving 92 days instead yep. of 97 because the five days overlap. So Got it. basically when I was found guilty, they added another, uh, 55 days to my sentence.
0: So let's talk about the jail, uh, experience that you had. Uh, you, it wasn't your first time in jail. As we mentioned earlier, there was a previous conviction in Wisconsin yep. involving some cannabis and uh, so you've been to jail before, but this was your first time really spending any significant time in Valley Street Jail, which is generally thought of as the worst jail uh, like in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty yeah. qualified uh, statement. <laughs> maybe even one of the worst gen- generally, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, it's certainly one of the worst in New Hampshire. And uh, you've been in Cheshire County uh, Jail yep. for a little while as well, which is where I spent 60 days. Uh, differences night and day?
1: Night and day. Absolutely. I mean, Valley Street is an older facility to begin with, but yep. even still, like I don't, they, they don't take care of the facility i, I feel as much as maybe that the guys are over here in in their new facility or maybe it's it's got a lot to do with it being new but food is another night and day experience mm. the food in and cheshire is a lot better you actually could like uh, identify pieces of meat <laughs> that came in your in your trays over there but in valley streets very oh limited and uh, it's a high high carb high sodium diet you know they mm. They get uh, dope sick people, people on hard drugs that, you know, and they just try to fatten them up with, you know, bloat them out, whether it's water, you know, juice, the sodium aspect, and uh, guards, you know, as far as like professionalism. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, I don't mind like however they greet you, but a lot of cussing at you, like, even even in common, you know, like, do this simple task, like, you know, make your effing bed, you know, and like you, you know, they, always exp- you know explicit hmm. used when when uh trying to direct or control their unit, um to the point where I, like you know i was like man like it's a little weird you know like I, again i don't mind I, i've heard filthy talk before I, yeah. I understand it but especially then though when an inmate would try to say the same thing back especially when they're just kind of like you know teasing each other or, or being right. like in, in general conversation but then it's not a, it's, a, it's not allowed you know so of course all like co's are generally like hypocritical but in this aspect more so you know it's like yeah. I, can, I can tell you these things or say talk to you like this but most of the ones at Cheshire
0: you could have a decent conversation with about you know whatever issues
1: not here that brainwashed heavily and my you know I, I avoided yeah. them to the point unless they interact with me
0: 855-450-FREE the SACL CAI toll free line got a question for Ademo Freeman from copblock.org he is with us all night of course we'll also take your calls about whatever's on your mind 855-450-3733 live Saturday edition of free talk live you take control hello my
2: friends it's an election year and everybody wants you to vote for someone I'm your verbal surgeon here to remind you to always vote for yourself first because you are an amazing individual of incredible talent and great skill. We need you to make this country a better place. Vote for yourself and vote for verbalsurgery.com to help you do that, baby.
0: is free talk live live saturday edition you are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want you can do that at 855-450-FREE that's 1-855-450-3733 also certainly if you have a question for Adamo freeman he is one of the founders of copblock.org if you haven't been to that site yet you definitely should check it out it's a great website that uh, not only reports on uh, the misdeeds of the police across the country, and if not even the world, uh, but uh, also encourages people to hold the police accountable through the use of video cameras and also asking questions uh, of them in any kind of given encounter.
1: Or any other new ways folks can think of, share them at the website.
0: Absolutely. And y'all are always looking for content. You're always looking for uh, for stories, news, uh, and even maybe some bloggers and such,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. People can uh, commit as much as they'd like. And you know, if they're there a minute, they can get their own account posted at their own will or... Uh, continue using the submit feature org slash submit as often as they like
0: not to mention there are also regional uh, coplock kind of organizations as well
1: yeah i mean folks started. have taken it to a level where they've started a, an own group which is tailored to whatever needs they have in that area by whichever type of organization the persons in that area see fit you know there are more uh, uh led groups and more decentralized groups there you know of a, a Variety of all kinds, all over.
0: You just got out of jail after spending a you know, it was a ninety day sentence for so called wiretapping, or it was a year long sentence, but all but ninety days were suspended. Uh, you just got out a couple of days ago. You've been kind of telling us the story. We got through the court portions of this. Uh, there's a lot of information at uh, is it slash chalk was your first conviction this year, and then also slash free demo.
1: Yeah, I believe there is a. I was going to just mention that is the coplock dot org slash freeademo, which has meta posts for like both. All of it. the yeah, chalks in there too. There's chalk. Okay. There's uh, all, all the court dates, the videos, links. A D E M O free
0: ademo. Free-a-demo. Let's go to the phones because uh, Dave's on the line, listening in Humboldt County, California to K G O E. Hey, Dave.
4: Thank you so much, gentlemen. What you're airing today very much needs to be said to the people because uh, we've been getting a share of it up here. Um, here in Humboldt County, we had several active uh, Occupy groups, and among them we were forming at our courthouse trying to get the message across to government officials that we were finding what was going on in our government totally unacceptable. They didn't like that, so they concocted some ur- urgent measure, a resolution that would restrict where and when we could demonstrate mm. and uh, so several of our people including seniors found themselves being arrested for holding a sign improperly or sitting in the wrong place or standing in the wrong place and uh, some were held in the local jail for eight nine ten days and they're supposed to be either charged or released within the first uh what 72 hours or something um so we had, had an awful lot of that. Why did they come up with an urgent resolution? And as far as we could determine, some of our people who were writing their message on the sidewalk with chalk. That doesn't add up to an urgent...
0: It sounds like the same old story uh, free from what's happened speech out zones. here. Right. They they don't like it when people actually exercise their rights. They like a situation where they can just tell everybody about all the rights they have and hope they never do anything about it. Right. But when somebody actually comes out and tries to have free speech or tries to have the right to, to assemble on public property, then all of a sudden it's a threat to the status quo. It's a threat to you know the way things are and they will do what it takes to to... To squash that. They've done it here in Cheshire County where Adamo, you and I, and a handful of other folks have been banned from the courthouse property yeah, they, for life for the find same things. These, they
1: find these little things that they consider loopholes. We call them rights. They consider it a loophole. And as soon as they're like, oh, there's somebody exercising one of those loopholes, let's close it. That's <laughs> you know? not
0: free speech. It's stalking. Right. Yeah, it's harassment. Right. So it's the same. It sounds like the same stuff they've done to us out here.
4: The message we're receiving is yes, we want to hear what you, the citizens, Want to say to us, we want to hear that, but we'd like you to do it in that alley there down behind the shed somewhere.
0: But or, or yeah do it. do it, do it behind, back behind the building by the dumpster uh, we'll give you a little uh, free speech zone they actually did this in Orlando uh, there were some activists that were going out to the courthouse in Orlando and they were ho- handing out jury nullification information down there by the way they arrested some people for that and uh, Julian Heikland, out pamphlets Julian Heiklin actually went on the run uh, to India because he didn't want to have to face the six months in, in Israel jail yeah, was uh, Israel. excuse me Israel yeah. he went uh, on the run internationally to avoid uh, that that situation but the free speech zone they have back there is absolutely in a courtyard area where no one goes right
1: no one can see anybody
0: yeah yeah so that sounds like what you're dealing with what has the response been from the activists to what they've done showing up at the courthouse on
4: a regular basis whenever there's an opportunity for the public to show up and state their concerns their feelings uh we're showing up in numbers and I'd say 2025 20, to 1, we're saying this infringement on our freedoms is totally unacceptable. We want it to end. But they're still acting like, no, no, a lot of people are concerned that they're having to step over smelly people with their signs, and they don't like that. So,
0: Dave, are you uh, and the activist crew out there familiar with the Fully Informed Jury Association and the idea of jury nullification?
4: You know, I've heard of it. I'm not smart enough to talk intelligently on it. I'm not informed enough
0: well but. here's here's what I'd recommend uh, to you and anybody else out there listening that's concerned with this so-called justice system which I like how Mark's been referring to it recently the legal system it's not any in any way shape or form a justice system uh, but this system is, uh, is you know it's hurting peaceful people and the jury nullification is one of the only tools that uh, you know are kind of within the system that we can utilize or encourage others to utilize to stop some of this aggression so I'd recommend that you go to F-I-J-A dot org it stands for the full informed jury association Fija.org, and they've got some great information about jury nullification which is essentially your right as a juror to judge the law itself you can make a decision in a case you can come back with a not guilty based on your opinion about the law not what the law actually says or not what the legislators want or not what the man in the robe uh wants but what you as as an individual with a conscience actually believe and it's one of the most powerful ideas within this terrible governmental system that we have that can actually, and has at one point in your past, a demo actually saved you from going to jail. Exactly, and
1: with what these guys here are doing, you guys have such a, a friendly uh, point or stance to make, meaning standing on a sidewalk with a sign. Uh, if they're arresting people, you know, you load up 20, 30 cases and try them all with jury nullification, you are bound to get awesome. some success, and then you would have precedence to help the others who weren't so fortunate.
0: Dave, thanks for sharing your thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Now, the... Case that was nullified for you was actually in Massachusetts a couple years ago uh, with you and Pete Air, your one of your partners at CopBlock.org. dot org. There was a guy in that jury who uh, came back with a not guilty and managed to convince the others exactly. To go I, not guilty I would as call well. it a
1: jury nullification. You know, uh, the guy did it with you know without kind of knowing about jury nullification. Right. Of course, there was outreach and signs outside, but uh, eventually he was just saying to the other jurors in the room, like, I don't think these guys intended. On doing this, and if they had, they didn't know that there was such severity of the law. And I don't believe that the five years in prison is just for what these gentlemen did. And so, therefore, I cannot say uh, uh, not guilty. Now, he didn't nullify the law, or excuse me, guilty, but he was going further. I, I'm not going with not guilty. In fact, so you know that there was no retrying or anything like that. I know sometimes well, that's the
0: ultimate in nullification. If uh, if you know, a full right, not guilty comes a full back, full not guilty. But you didn't get that in the case, the wiretapping case, and it was really just awful uh that this jury you know was so so terrible i mean they, they got brought you back three guilty findings on all three felony counts of wiretapping which of course as we explained earlier shouldn't have actually been felony counts they should have been misdemeanor at best and uh the jury ignored whatever the law said yeah. and uh, they- i don't know
2: that they ever read it i don't know that the prosecutor the judge or the jury and frankly i don't know if Dodemo no read this law i mean <laughs> you know it was never brought up in the entire trial yeah. it was
1: weird it there wasn't jury instructions, but they did skim it and edit it to, like, they're liking to fit their things. I mean, the one the worst thing to me about jail is all the time that you have to, like, pick your decisions and, sure. and results of why you're sitting in this cage yeah. apart. Um, had I known how vicious, in my opinion, Michael Valentine was going to be, I would have been more prepared to sell jury nullification on more points or more mm-hmm. times throughout the— the trial, but when he had come to visit me like two or three times, and I now see it in hindsight as him like using it as ammo. Like a lot of the things he said in the closing and opening statement were direct and personal to like what we had talked about, especially him saying, I want to break all laws and stuff like that. That was a total over-exaggeration mm-hmm. of a conversation me and him had. Yeah,
0: he tried to make it, you know, for those that weren't privy to the video, and by the way, uh, its is it at the Free Ademo page, the trial video, I, do I, you I, know? I, yes, it is. Okay, I'm, I'm so almost positive. Copblock.org slash Free Ademo. The full video of the trial's there. Also, I believe Peter took the time to make a, a highlights clip as well, like a you know half-hour long highlights. Yeah, there is one. Out. Highlights. So uh, you, can, you can see how ridiculous— the people calling themselves the state were behaving in this uh, in this case, and basically the prosecutor was painting you out as this person who just wants to destroy uh, all of society. That uh, that if, if a demo were to be allowed to be found not guilty of wiretapping of recording conversations with public government bureaucrats if you were to be found not guilty, that that would invalidate all that is uh, good yeah, people about government. Would go berserk.
2: Yeah, Western would civilization is going to crash down upon us if it's not, you know, if we don't uphold this stupid law that only is in 12 of the 15 states, or 12 of the 50 states. That's basic. You're not
0: exaggerating. That's he what really he said. was being that ridiculous. 855-450-FREE, and apparently the jury ate it up. And I'm sure it didn't just help that to there was home. a Vietnam veteran who was like all military gung-ho who was leading the, the jury. we coming yeah. up. Hour two's next.
5: A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum vibe. It's year 2523. Colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury People travel in bubbles fly at hyperspeed With brain implants and artificial gravity A scientific genius and his clever assistant Set out on an adventure through the solar system On a secret mission to find the key To access new frontiers and save liberty Quantum 5 There's a robot girl and zany creatures Made with genetically engineered. Features and corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on it.
0: is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. They are on the house. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, there are ways to do that. Uh, We'll tell you more about that on the way. Go again to freetalklive.com and enjoy the website completely free. Adamo Freeman is joining us here on the third microphone tonight. Uh, Welcome back to the somewhat Free world compared to the lesser free place that you were Freer just at. world,
1: invisible change, bigger playpen, right?
0: You were in jail in Manchester, and it's unfortunate that it was Manchester, as we discussed earlier. Uh, there's a huge difference, in your opinion, between your stay in Manchester's Valley Street Jail in New Hampshire as compared to Cheshire County's uh, jail, which is run, in my opinion, by more humane jailers. Uh, you know, there's still some inhumanity that, that, uh, that goes on there. They're still treating peaceful people as though they, you know, are supposed to be in a, in a cell. And that, that, in my opinion, they should release those folks. But they're afraid they're going to be put in a jail cell if they release the people that don't belong there. The pres- the uh, warden, the superintendent of the, the jail here in Cheshire County, New Hampshire, is a member of law enforcement against prohibition. He will tell you if you ask him, hey, Rick Van Wickler... How many of your uh, current jail population shouldn't be there? He'll tell you, you at least 40% of them. Right. I I think a problem
1: or a a reason for the difference, as well as, you know, some of the other things that we mentioned, is also, like, Valley Street's three times as big. Mm -hmm. You know, there are over 600 people in Valley Street Jail. Yeah, there are three levels, you know, so...
0: Yeah, that is three times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, three times the problems, and with typical government reaction to, you know... Any scenario, they go way overboard, you know? Right. Like a perfect example would be searching our laundry. It it would take every day we have to hand in our laundry, which doesn't sound like people here do laundry every day or change their clothes. But in jail, most of the time, you get like two uniforms for the week. You do laundry Mm -hmm. once a week or something like that or twice a week. Uh, That's how it is in
0: Cheshire, twice a week.
1: Right. We were a working unit, so we had to do it every day. But every day, they searched our clothes like— 99.9% of the time, and and, and the whole time I was there, they probably never find anything, but they do this process because one time someone sent a shank or some Mm -hmm. soup or food or some drugs to another unit or down to the laundry, and so, like other things, you know, maybe because they're a bigger jail, you get two people who really don't like each other onto the same unit because there's no choice, they fight, and then there's all these dominoes of, like, ridiculous rules. I mean... We I could go all day on the ridiculous oh, yeah. amount of rules,
0: and they tend they, to get worse over time. I think the time. three
2: suicides while you there were there was probably a pretty good
0: indication of how of awful how the bad place the jail is. is. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, I don't know what the reasons were for,
1: you know. Like, the person's wanting knows, to end their yeah. lives, whatever they Maybe may be. they were facing
0: prison time. But or...
1: enough for that a person would take a razor, break it down, and use it to stab themselves in the oh, neck. Gosh. You know, like, that's Ugh. not, it's two not Two like people did that, right? Two people did it that way, and another person hung himself, you know. Wow. Uh, by taking a jump off the top tier, you know. Oh, they Tie a bed gosh. sheet around their neck, tie it around the railing, and jump. Like, pop wow. the doors, you, th- you know, and it's so bad. So he just
0: ran out there and did it before anybody could get to him.
1: I guess, I guess, yeah. I, from what I'm told, just the the jump, like if you wet the knot, it, yeah. it's not going to break. It's not going to slide out like a, mm. a bedsheet would. And it's your neck that breaks. You don't know I even, mean? it's not uh, even like, it's not even you suffocate yourself. You break right. your neck doing it. So, yeah. But, but I mean, crazy, you know, as opposed to, there, there was a guy who actually works there now. He's now the head or one of the main guys in maintenance, but he used to be a CO. Mm-hmm. And he kicked an inmate down the stairs and killed him. Oh, my god. So instead of getting fired or held accountable and going to jail, well, they <laughs> kind of demoted him. I don't know. I don't think there's much of a pay difference between the maintenance people and the COs. So I like, see. Just, just go over here and don't have direct contact with wow. an inmate at the moment. You know, so really bad things. This place, Valley Street didn't even have cameras until the late 90s, mm-hmm. in, in the, maybe even early 2000s. But in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, there was a lot of lawsuits and even one CO, I, and I've, I've heard of others, but one CEO that I've actually heard was like, tell another CO or tell another inmate, you're lucky these cameras are in here. Otherwise, if this was back like 10 years ago, I'd, you know, beat the crap out of you right wow. now, you know, and for nothing, for like like him joking around and then the inmate taking it too far, you know. So it's like the professionalism was uh, definitely missing as well. Not, I don't know. I feel bad saying that, actually, because. Like, I would always talk with the inmates, and they'd be like, well, this CO isn't so bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, he kicks us twice instead of five times, like yeah. the rest of the guys. So I feel bad saying that, like, there's a level of professionalism for them and that I, I thought they'd have more because they obviously don't have much to think about anyways. They're robots who are selling out any principal they have for a paycheck anyways, all of them. So... It's true. Or for what it's worth, you know what I'm the, saying. There, there are some that were better than others.
0: That's always true. And uh, your experience was different. And so, you know, some people have uh, have kind of poked fun at me because I've put in the you know the hundred. We've got a list of reasons for people to move to Keene because we're all here. For the Free State Project, which is, by the way, a movement of uh, like-minded, liberty-oriented people that are all focusing their efforts in one place, one geographic location, because it makes sense to concentrate your efforts if you want to actually achieve some sort of semblance of liberty in your lifetime. So freestateproject.org is where uh, folks can go to learn more about that. But obviously, I live in Keene. I think it's a really nice place to live, and I think that there's some real activist benefits here. And so I've made 150-plus reasons to move to Keene over at move.freekeene.com and i've taken flack for putting the jail on there as a as a reason to move to keene but the intention there is if hey look you know people have done civil disobedience in this movement in fact new hampshire's free state project is really the only significant entry into the civil disobedience marketplace. There's a few things that happen in Orlando. Every now and then Austin will uh, will jump in with something. But for the most part, civil disobedience is home is in Keene. And it's it's a better place to do civil disobedience simply because if you know you're going to end up in a in a cage somewhere, it's better to have the you know the better cage with the better food and the more humane guards.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there should be something that could be said though for multiple people. Like that's what I felt really alone in jail, but at least here too in a smaller jail, there's more likely. I mean, there's been times where two, three, four activists have been together. Derek J
0: was in there with Bo
1: exactly for and weeks, s- and that had to be. I mean, I couldn't imagine how many times, or I can't, you know, uh, ten, twenty, thirty times. I wish I had another liberty-minded person in, in jail with me, you know, because. Yeah. Some you know if it's not the guards, it's some of the inmates that you're conversating with, and you know it's it's uh, hard not to be the crazy guy when you have right these when you've got ideas. people who
0: have, have been convicted for uh, you know drug possession, arguing against legalization or arguing against decriminalization. Oh well, we should do it for marijuana, but not those other drugs.
1: Yeah, I had someone send me a John Stossel article while I was in there, and it was talking about the war on drugs, and that's just it. Handing this around, to, you know, I, I put this around the day room, which is the area we all hang out in, and I said must read for anyone here who's a drug offender, which is like I don't know sixty percent of my unit. Yep. and so people are reading. They're like, "Well, this is great, but it's never going to happen." And it's like you like defy, like you go along like by principle with what this is saying, and yet you know you still don't think it's going to happen, or are willing to like do anything about it. Like I don't know, it's your business, is what I try to t- you know people yeah. have to look at it differently. Like it's not just like a way of like it's your business and. If your business was selling shoes and the government was going to stop you from selling shoes, you'd probably partake in some activism to stop such you a thing. Hope, you would hope, at
0: know, least. Yeah, let's just say, give back, in. Since you mentioned reading things uh, in jail, Joe ax- uh, asks on Facebook, uh, I'd like to know if he read anything that he liked.
1: Oh, man. I was I got so many books, uh, which is great. Uh, there was a f- uh activist here out of New Hampshire who put together a list with Amazon, and so I got plenty there. So. I finally read 1984, which was a mm-hmm. book that I was, I was looking to read. Uh, there was uh, Cato's Letters, which is like two big volumes of like individual liberty type scenarios that were, that were given to me. Um, Brightside by Mark T- Tullius was a really good book that was also popular amongst the other inmates that I read. I plan on doing a blog post here soon at coplock.org mm-hmm. that will list all the books I read and a little blurb about them and how they can get them. So hopefully Excellent. folks will be able to check that out here in the next week or so.
0: Fine idea. And I know that uh, you probably have a load of emails uh, to check up on. Yeah, I had like
1: 500 or so emails. And that was even with a vacation filter on while I was yep. going. So I definitely have that as well as uh, folks who wrote me using mailtojail.com. Um, right. I was trying not to spend as much money on the commissary, especially since I try to give as little money to the man as possible. And the, the state does get a cut off of that. Um, and plus, with like, last times,
0: you know, I they were selling uh, 10 stamp books at cost at uh, Cheshire.
1: Uh what is a stamp now 45 cents? It was
0: 47. Forty-seven cents right now? Yeah, I think it's forty-seven. Well, I was right getting
1: now. ten for four fifty,
2: so I don't, know, I don't know.
0: Maybe it's forty-five. What is it Mark? Do you know, as far as I'm concerned, as as I don't. I send
2: so few things. Who uses the post
1: office? I know. That's work? what I was thinking too. I couldn't. I had the same conversation with the guy. I'm like, how much are stamps on the outside? Because right. I never. Uh, it sounds so like you might have I mean.
0: been getting stamps at a discount.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but that's without <laughs> the, the envelope, you know. So we had to buy yep. the envelope as well. So,
0: so you were getting a lot of mail. So that's good to know. Uh, that's yeah, I'll be big... writing
1: people back in the next week that I didn't get a hold of.
0: So. That's a really helpful thing, and we should focus on uh, mail to jail. On how great yeah, of awesome. uh, the service that is. Uh, 855-453, the toll-free number. Do you have a question for Demo Freeman? He's been through quite the odyssey uh, with ridiculous court cases and a stay in jail that just wrapped up a couple days ago. 1855 855 453 You can also bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition of the program 855-453. That's the toll-free number. You can bring up anything. But we do have a Demo Freeman here with us from copblock.org, just fresh out of jail. Probably hasn't had hardly any free time to really do much catching up on anything. It's, I imagine you've just been enjoying some uh, company of friends and it kind of It's been a mix of,
1: mix of both. I mean, they threw me out at 5 a.m. and That's right. We haven't that, gotten to that yet. Yeah, that was due to like a, a <laughs> documentary crew wanting to be around. So I've been doing that like the last day and a half as well. They just took off last oh, cool. night. And so as, between getting caught up with friends and trying to adapt to the world of 2012, because going to jail is like going back in time.
0: It is, isn't it? Like so. you are stuck with the most basic of informational services right and we can get back into that in a moment but Marco uh, speaking of uh going back in time let's do the reverse and talk about what's coming in the future bitcoin
2: yeah that's a prediction i believe that bitcoins are going to probably be you know a very important uh invention in the next coming in the next decade you need to find out about bitcoins you can go to weusecoins.org in order to find out more about them they are a online peer-to-peer open source currency They are the Internet's money, and they allow you to send and receive uh, bitcoins without uh, having to pay any fees. Having complete control of your account, you don't have complete control of your account at the bank. the bank can open up your account to you know whatever government agency yep. it, it wants to. Um, if they make some kind of mistake, what are you going to do? So we use coins.org to find out more about them. You can get an online Bitcoin wallet at blockchain.info, or you can keep them on your computer if that's what you want to do. And uh, the blockchain.info accounts allow you to send money, not just to other people who have Bitcoin wallets, which is normally what you can do, but to people's Facebook, uh, your Facebook friends, to people via email or to anyone's cell phone number in just about any country in the world. If somebody in North Korea has a cell phone, you can send Bitcoins to them and make their life better. It's WeUseCoins.org to find out more about Bitcoins and Blockchain.info for the great online wallet.
0: It's a nice idea, but they don't have cell phones in North Korea. If they had one. If they had one. If If they had them, they probably wouldn't have internet service. But anyone with internet access, yes, you can send Bitcoins to them and they're very useful. And will become more useful, likely over time. Ademo, uh, we've been talking about your jail experience. Uh, folks who wanted to hear more about court, uh, you can go to, uh, to coplock.org slash free Ademo. That's A-D-E-M-O. Uh, of course, you can also listen to the first hour of the show later on when we post it over at freetalklive.com. But uh, there's obviously a lot to tell about your story. And uh, we can't recap it all at, uh, in every single break when we come back. But we've been talking about jail and the experience there. And you mentioned how it's like going back in time.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's weird because you know all these things you're used to out here—the smartphone, the computer—the we were talking about mailing things before, not knowing none of us knew how much a, a, a sample stamp was. Yeah, it's because email, right? You know, so yeah. all these things are boom, you know, in a snap gone. You know, a, a, aside from like, you know, one of the things I wanted to do when I got out was get a Q-tip because like they don't give us Q-tips. Uh. Uh, Valley Street is one of, is the only county jail that I've been to that is considered a max. And so they have uh, a rating of, like, they can hold, like, murderers and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, maximum security. And so Q-tips, dental floss, like, peroxide, anything with alcohol in it, you don't get any of it. Nothing. Wow. They think you're going to choke somebody out with it. Let you know, mind That's you, they, crazy. They still That's had you a razor blade, you know? Well, they still hand you a razor blade to shave. <laughs> we are not going to take that from you. But it's a single-blade razor. You know, so yes. like the I was technology
2: of everything is gone. I was in know? prison with lots of murderers right. that had dental floss. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow or another, we've all managed to make, and belts. I couldn't believe
1: either that there isn't a dental floss that is made to like floss teeth, but not choke necks, like that breaks under a certain amount of tension. So like it's 2012, right? Like they haven't had enough innovation in these products like how about a Q-tip that can I can't
2: re- believe the clothing manufacturers don't put buttons on with dental floss so you know in, in the opposite direction dental floss doesn't break and why in the world does the thread that you that they put your buttons on do what does that break well my uniforms had no buttons
1: they must have they must have advanced past the button stage yeah. but
0: Oh wow! Uh, so it's just an amazing story. Certainly, if you've got questions, eight five five four fifty free. So some other prison or jail uh, stories from while you were in there. There was one that you were telling last night uh, around the campfire as uh, some friends gathered to welcome you back, and I had heard it previously. I think in one of our phone conversations, but it's the applause story. Oh yeah, and yes. I really thought this was uh, this was amazing. So I heard there
1: was one. like I I was in a unit one B, and it's the like the most privileged unit. And we're a working unit, and you know, when I first came in, I was going kind of with like your philosophy, Ian, of like you know this is a spiritual retreat. I'm not really going to try to like push my views down any. I mean, I don't try to do that anyways on the outside. But I'm not. I wasn't really going to like outreachy or like say, hey, yeah. cop lock. You know, I'd let people come to me. So I spent the first week there without really being known about anything that I've done or what what was coming up. But then the Wednesday when y'all came and they were supposed to take me to court and there was the protest outside of the jail.
0: Is that the one where we chalked?
1: Yeah, okay. where you guys chalked. And so that got me like people were like what the guy and huh and started asking a little more questions. And then so up from that moment up into the trial, which was only a couple of weeks apart, you know, I, I got a lot more questions. Like I'd be on the rec yard, the little exercise area we mm-hmm. had in our outside time um, with like 13 14 people sitting on the ground me telling stories about cop log in the mm. past and so it got to solidify like kind of like what i was about and like my principles and views and you know why i was denying these things and so like they'd also see the prosecutor come visit me which is something everyone was like wow he the prosecutor came here to talk to you like mm. I'm like well i'm representing myself and they're like why or what did he want and i tell them, you know plea deals and i refuse them. they all thought i was crazy you know they're like Oh, you're looking at 21 years, and you're not going to sign a one-to-three with suspended time? Like, everybody would do that. Like, sure they would. You're dumb, you're dumb, and, like, all this stuff. <laughs> and it's so, like, I didn't think – like, I wasn't getting much love about how I was handling the yeah. trial from the inmates. But yet, after it was over, I came, when I came back at 8 o'clock – so I was still stuck in the tank and, and through booking to come back in uh, to jail for, like, four hours after the trial actually ended. Wow. And uh, when I came back in, I was expecting everyone to say, like, oh, I told you so, or, that like, that you wouldn't mm-hmm. win – but instead, when I came in, I had about 50 or so roommates at the time. It was when the unit was the most full, and all of them, every single one, stood up, clapped, like a standing ovation when I came in. We were like whistling, hollering to the point where I, there was times when like a movie was showing or the football team would like score a touchdown and people would cheer and they'd be yelled at, you know, cuz it wasn't the whole unit, it was a group of them. But at this at this time, just like that. At this time, the the CO the correction officer on duty he didn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> he simply looked at me. and was like, why? You know, are he's like in all the time I've worked here, I've never seen an entire unit react this way. And he didn't yell at anybody, do anything. And uh, everyone said that they they all gathered around, like they're all like standing around the TV watching it on the news when it happened. Wow, and there was a moment where like a, a guy I played cards with in there a little bit. Like After I told the judge that the biggest part that they all got a kick out of was when I told the judge that there is no rehabilitation and there is no remorse for me. I guess that was a, a key segment in the news. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it. But uh, they all thought that at that moment I was quote unquote smoked or going to get like a long sentence. They all say it's getting smoked by in the court. But a couple guys were going to go like raid my property, you know? Like,
6: they're like, oh, he's, <laughs> he he's
0: going down. to prison. hang yeah. you,
1: <laughs> right? But one guy's like, no, 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 like he's a cool dude. Let's and see if he comes back. But so yeah, when I came back, they were all like, wow, man, I couldn't believe it. And you mm. know, some people have written me letters like, oh, I'm sorry for what happened, or that you lost, or that you failed. And I was like, I don't really feel that way because mm. even that moment right there, like everybody in that in my unit understood that. Sure, I didn't win the trial. But that it was very, like, questionable or, like, what does it say for the justice system that was charging me with three and a half to seven years per charge and then gave me 90 days? You know, if the law is the law and it needs to be upheld and it's here for everyone's safety, why do they give so much on it? And it inspired them maybe the next time that they're facing 40 years on a drug charge, you know, to say forget it and get 90 days or something.
0: It's actions like that where you stand on principle and you stand for something you believe in. They absolutely do inspire other people, even if they never tell you they've been inspired. You never know how many lives you've touched. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight for you, 855-450-FREE the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is the live Saturday edition. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Ademo. And Mark. Ademo Freeman is with us from copblock.org, and we can talk more about copblock. We kind of touched on it briefly uh, earlier, but uh, really more recounting his experiences from going into jail in Manchester uh, for the last few months, actually, uh, based on chalking charges as well as so-called wiretapping. The wiretapping case is actually under appeal at the moment. It's being considered for appeal I guess by the Supreme Court in New Hampshire there is a lawyer who stepped up Brandon Ross I believe he's a free state project participant yes he is Uh, he has stepped up to take your case pro bono yes and that's great I I've always been a critic of the attorneys out there on the air saying hey look there 's all these outrageous things that the government has done to civilly disobedient activists that are clear violations of you know the government 's own constitution and own sets of rules and I had always been disappointed that uh, there weren 't more attorneys who saw the value in that, in you know making a name for themselves perhaps out of it or or you know getting good publicity out of it or maybe even a, a good civil case to where they could cash in on a contingency basis and i'd always been shocked that no matter how outrageous the government people have behaved in the past there There weren't ever really any attorneys banging down on anybody's door. But Brandon Ross deserves some credit for stepping up and being willing to take this on. Because, you know, lawyers charge... 300 bucks an hour or whatever. And so to, to have that cost wiped out and to have, you know, one of these attorneys come out and, and you know, put some effort into trying to work the system because people will claim you got to work in the system and, uh, you you know, you got to approach, you got to get an attorney. But I don't know about you, Adamo. I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars to throw around. I mean, t- Sam Dodson, who was formerly on this show, spent $10,000 on an attorney who defended him in district court, lost the case. And of course, the attorney was willing to take it to Superior Court on appeal for another $15,000. More
1: money, right. Yeah, and, I don't have it either, and that's that's the ultimate reason why, I mean, aside from my principles, that I didn't decide to take attorney because when I first got charged with a wiretab, I kind of freaked out. 21 years, yeah, like, scary. you know, and knowing how Manchester, as opposed to Keene or other uh, interactions I have with law enforcement, uh, had it out for me, you know, especially the sentence and the treatment through the chalking aid arrest, uh, it, was, it was something to be of concern, you know. But, yeah, I didn't have the, the thousands of dollars. So, you know, I also felt that, you know, who's best to defend yourself than you and you know it's just sad that the the legal system as mark calls it works the way it does and you know if you don't do you know logic doesn't really get you very far but like you said appeals process way different a lot more paperwork a lot of other things to do and so yeah i'm glad Brandon came and visited me and said hey let's do this
0: right and i've defended myself in court before too and i like being able to defend myself in court but when it comes to the appeals process, it gets even more confusing and more labyrinthine and difficult uh, in that in order to just simply file the appeal, there are all manner of requirements that are attached to it. Like it has to be in a certain size paper and the paper has to be in a certain type of binder right. and the binder has to be a certain size. And uh, and then, you know, it has to be eight different copies, one for each. They can't make their own copies at the Supreme Court. you have going to make the copies for them. And, of course, how do you it's make copies for the got to have notarized
1: inside? and stamped. And right.
0: how, can you imagine trying to get the Manchester jail to make eight copies right. of one doc- document and, for you? And so
1: that's the problem. It's like, unless you want to quit everything you're doing, like regular tasks, walking the dog, anything to be like, I I, I sympathize and I understand the logic of like, you got to beat them with their own system. I get that. But I don't have time
2: to educate myself on their
1: system. Like by the time I do that, they're going to lock me in a cage. Or you you can't afford to,
2: you know, I mean, it's, it's really expensive to get attorneys. I understand. But if you're taking a case to trial, basically on principle, you're a reporter calling for comment and they charged you with three felonies. It's insane. Who's prepared to to dish out $20,000 for an attorney for this?
1: Right, yeah, exactly. It could be a complete waste of money, right? So
0: we've yet to uh, hear from the court. They tend to take quite a bit of time to do their paperwork shuffling, and so there's no news yet from the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's
1: my understanding that the paperwork is in their hands, and who knows how long it takes them to pick that up and glance it over and then decide that... We'll hear or work on it in X amount of time.
0: Right. And ultimately, you know, what will come from all this is another question. Will there be some sort of significant court decision that in some way uh, strikes down the wiretapping law? I mean, I don't know what to expect. I'm not a legal expert. And, you know, it's like I look at it, I think, kind of similarly as you do. I really appreciate that the attorneys coming in i don 't expect him to have any success because i don 't believe in the court system, and i 've seen you know the most ridiculous cases come out i mean every it 's only every once in a while that a Supreme Court will actually do a positive decision and it seems like they only throw those out there just to make people think the system still works exactly uh, That's so. conspiracy theory but i you know it seems like
2: as far as liberty, human freedom and rights theory goes when you look at the decisions that come out of the you know these appellate jurisdiction courts that it 's Ten steps towards tyranny and one step back. Yeah, exactly. I look
1: at this whole experience as an educational value, not only for myself, but hopefully for others who are, you know, striving to, you know, reduce the size and scope of government and its oppressiveness on people. Um, I look at the appeals process as like the one two punch. I went in the court on the on the first try as a, on principle, like, mm-hmm. hey, if, if I've harmed somebody, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a not I'm a good person. I'm not a perfect person. Right. I made mistakes and I, I want to make, you know, hole with the people that I've made mistakes with or that feel they have some sort of claim. Sure, against just find me. me a
0: victim. Just in find this me case. the victim and let me know, you know,
1: <laughs> and and I want to do that. And so I went in there with logic or so I felt. I, I thought I had, you know, a good summary. I, I had a lot of time to think about it and I wish I could have pushed like jury nullification more. But anyways, I'm happy and I don't think it was a, a failure uh, to what happened, even though I lost another 55 days of my life. Or well, that was one of the big questions
0: total. that I had to answer when I was in, in jail, and I did it in one of my blog posts uh, from jail, uh, was, was it worth it? And that seems like what you're saying right. is... To me, was it was. It?
1: it absolutely was. I mean, I, I showed people that, hey, the system, it, you know, it doesn't really make much sense. It's, it's, I, I routinely, and or, or, uh, over and over, asked my victims, how did I harm you? Tell me some loss. And the one woman answered that it hurt her feelings before the, the objection was ruled on. But the other people would allow objection. We're not going to answer that. And, like, how can the jury make this decision on what punishment to have to me when they don't even know if the person who I harmed would want such a, a thing? And if if they don't, is it any of their business? Or they can't answer, you know, well, like the woman said at my trial the principal, like, well, that's not a, for me. It's for the state to decide. Like, she has no say if, like, harm was against her and mm. what the justice would be you know, to, you know, the issues that Mark pointed out. Didn't
0: she call the police on you?
1: No, I I thought none of them said that. I thought she... uh, How
0: were the police informed? I don't remember that detail.
1: Well, the police were informed by a major or captain that Mm -hmm. told the detective guy to look into the stuff and then he went and questioned them. So he called the
0: high school? Yeah, he called them.
1: So, and that was another point I made. Like, if you were harmed or wrong, like, you know, if you came home and all your stuff was missing, you call the cops or the normal people, typical people would do that. But these people didn't like go online, see their video, and then be like, hey, I was just wiretapped. They didn't know that this yeah. was even a problem or you know, a, a illegal to whatever you know, argument of stance that it is. You know. this, they you know, that brings
2: up another thought in my mind is I can't remember ever, I don't believe that it has ever happened, at least not in the last decade in New Hampshire, that an individual, a civilian, has been charged with uh, wiretapping another civilian. Or that a, mm-hmm. a, 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 yeah. an officer of the government has been charged with wiretapping a civilian. This law is used solely as a club to prevent the Protection. individual, the non-sort uh, of non-mainstream media reporter, to, that to uh, holding those the government bureaucrats accountable. It's always a civilian being charged with wiretapping the government. In That's fact,
1: true. to go further, the wiretapping law originated from organized crime when mm-hmm. the government, particularly the feds, and this is another book I read while I was in there is Underboss about the Boston mob and in the 60s how they planted an illegal wire inside this mob boss's uh, uh, office and they couldn't use it. And, and like it was essentially the wiretapping laws were created to stop the government from illegally tapping like organized <laughs> crime and, and wow. uh, late 50s, 60s gang members. And mafioso. The road so. to
0: hell is paved with good intentions. So
1: why it was you? You know, like uh, one of our arguments for the appeal is, you know, the government is holding the sh- the sword and the shield in this aspect. Like, oh, we can do this and use the shield and yet use the sword to strike down me doing such. You know the same thing. So let's
0: talk about the release coming up here. We've uh, we teased it earlier in the show tonight. They let you out hours earlier than was expected.
1: Or they have anyone else? Yeah.
0: At five in the morning. Why? Real quick. We'll come back with more. 855 free Seckel C A I toll free line. He'd been in there for sixty days and or plus more than that. But now it's the end of the sentence. All of a sudden they want to let him out earlier. What? It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want here. Uh, just because demo Freeman is with us does not mean we have to talk about him, although he has a very interesting story to tell and a number of stories within that uh, main narrative. Uh, There's a lot going on there. Uh, You can, of course, join us at 855-450-FREE and also online at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Now, AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is simple. You send in 5 bucks a month. We take that in, you know, the price of a pack of cigarettes in some places, some places it's twice. (laughs) It's uh, half a price of a pack of cigarettes, but uh, it's very cheap. And it's something that uh, the average person can easily afford. If you like what we're doing and you want other people to hear it, this is a great way to support the show. It does things like help us outreach to radio stations to get on more stations across the country. Mark, you and I just returned yesterday from a trip to- Miserable uh, trip. (laughs) <laughs> it was a very successful trip to, successful, uh, to Los yes. Angeles where we met up with some radio bigwigs and schmoozed it up and you know, made some new contacts and hopefully we'll end up on more stations uh, as a result of that. And that, that sort of stuff is possible because of the Free Talk Live AMP program. It's your contributions that make the expansion of this show uh, really successful. And so you can become an amplifier and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, Demo, you've been telling us about what it was like in jail after being convicted in some ridiculous uh, court cases involving a number of court shenanigans. Uh, they really wanted to put you in jail cell for the horrible crime of chalking, as well as recording a phone call with a government uh, public worker in government schools and a police officer. You ended up spending approximately three months yep, uh, 92 in, days. in jail as a result of this, and you were just about to tell us about getting out, and how was uh, a bit of a shock?
1: Yeah, so I, again, I was in 1B, a privileged work unit, uh, where the most inmates either worked outside at their own jobs or for the jail in some capacity. I was a unit worker, which means I really didn't have to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. But
0: Cleaning up the... The unit itself. I
1: couldn't leave, you know, not every other unit, but just the one in which I had to reside in for a couple days or months. So through that time, I seen a lot of people go home. I actually had made a freedom calendar because they don't really give you calendars in jail. Mm -hmm. But out of the back of a a notebook that had, you know, I'd use all the paper. So I used the cardboard in the back. And so I'd write people's names down when they were leaving as like, you know, I'm looking forward to you going home because that means I'm closer to going home Mm. as opposed to looking at your own end date. And so like 30 people had left before I was released and my wow. time, yeah. And so, so you were like the
0: old-timer in the, the block.
1: By the time I left, yeah, there was only like a handful of people that had been there longer. I mean, yeah. the whole unit had turned over pretty much. There had been a whole new batch of people. Yep. But uh, normally, with the exception for Monday or sometimes after like holiday weekends and stuff when there was a lot of people going to court, the average time for release is 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., with on those more packed court dates or more people you know the manchester police arresting more peaceful people uh maybe it'd be like around noon or something like that but on my last day i was woken up at 4 5 in the morning by uh officer who came to my cell and he's like miller miller wake up wake up and i'm like what the heck it scared me because i had gone to bed yep. you know like a couple hours before that that's so your it's legal hard to name to sleep by the way. on that night yes yeah my legal name adam miller so they're calling me by my last name miller and i was i was like what is going on he's like you got to be in booking in, in 25 minutes. And I'm like, why is like, well, oh, you must be bailed out. I'm like, I'm in a sentence unit. Like, no, nope, it's impossible. to be I'm like, you should know this, yeah. but well, whatever. Uh, he deals I get with up. a
2: lot of unsentenced inmates,
1: but the, he's like, well, pack your stuff. Well, he didn't know that the night before there was this, this corrections officer who kind of targeted me a lot, like that he had worked the unit three times. So I guess I can't say a lot, but each time he had locked me down. And on the last night, he uh, found one of my books that were sent through Mail to Jail and the uh, Amazon account, the wish list, and he... Went unit to unit looking for them, and then mm-hmm. he went in my property box to, to put them in Because he knew you'd given
0: there. them to other prisoners.
1: Yeah, and he didn't want to see my political, you know, explicit stuff going up. This uh, is what he said to you? This that's, that's exactly what he said to me. He's like, you know, I don't want to see your, you know, political uh, crap, you know, on the unit going to other units. Well, another officer had told me that I can simply cross my name out of the cover and write donated to HCDOC mm-hmm. in the cover. So I was doing that, but I would add, like, buycoplock.org, or yeah. if it was a war book, I'd be like... Uh, for more information, visit antiwar.com dot com or right. like. Brightside. This guy who was
2: doing this had no, uh, you know, uh, standing inside the rules or laws. He's just doing whatever he wants because essentially they are the law.
1: Well, he was there. saying that the handbook, but the handbook also that he was going by the handbook, but the handbook also says that. An officer can use his discretion at any moment, meaning create or negate mm-hmm, or right. overlook any law. Would,
2: why wouldn't they put that in exactly. their handbook, right? Yeah. Why don't they just put that, the one line in the one sheet of their handbook? Uh, the officers can do whatever they want.
1: Right. <laughs> Sign here, right? Um, so he's going around trying to collect all my books. When he tries to bring some of them back to my thing, he re, to my unit, to my cell, he realizes I have more than 10 letters, which is another ridiculous oh, rule no. of the, the handbook. Now, everybody, you know, whether... They get wasn't the great a problem feature. in
0: Cheshire. I had my stack of letters. Right.
1: Well, people that. have like the saltine box from the crackers that they get, and they're full. So, like mm-hmm. people,
0: this is not. They're an enforcing the
1: rule, rule on you. This is the you're right. And so I tell them, I'm, I'm, I didn't really engage them, and I, if they would engage me, I would kind of hassle them a little bit. I got into it with the CEO about yep. the Bible being allowed on the desk, but not like any other book, because <laughs> I got locked down for leaving my book on the desk for oh like my five gosh. minutes. So I wrote a note one night. I was like, "What's the difference between this book and that book? Like, they're both books. They both have a wow. cover. They both have words in the middle. They both have a back." You know, it's the jail's just not wanting to be sued about it. But anyways, so this CO says, pack up all your property that's in excess. So the extra books I have, the extra letters I now have, and fill out a slip and send them to your property. Normally, this is a process. You know, I don't know how long it takes them to get my stuff to the mm-hmm. actual property. But I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm getting out of here tomorrow. You know, hopefully. Like, it's a good time. So you don't know if you really do get it or not. Blue they ban- could
0: pull it at the last moment. They could say whatever they want. Yeah.
1: You know, they could just say, you're. you're, you're it's not guarantee you get it, even though you have no write-ups and hadn't get any trouble. Right it's just an option we have and so I, I tell him that and he's like well i guess i don't have to write you up but i'm still gonna make you send it you know and i'm like whatever so when the officer comes at four in the morning he wants me to pack my stuff i'm like i just sent it you know to mm. my property so whatever i have like my bed sheets to take off and throw on a corner but that's it and so he comes back like 15 minutes later to open my door i have all my stuff i throw it out there and i say, "And it's ha- what time it's about four fifteen, four twenty in Kay. the morning and so I asked them, hey, can I use the phone quick? Because I am i know no one's going to be outside waiting for me. I don't of live in not. Manchester. The, I can't the, walk The home. event
0: that they had scheduled, uh, your girlfriend, Kate, yep. uh, one of the bloggers at ladiesandkeen.com, also copblock.org, yep. uh, she had s- sent an event, uh, you know, welcome back, a demo, kind of uh, be there at the jail, sort of an event for 10 a.m. Nobody was expecting this.
1: Right. And so I want to call somebody to make sure that somebody knows that I get out earlier. I can make some it's sort It's also of cold outside.
0: Yeah, you went in during the summer. It's now fall. Yeah, and I have flip flops. You know? Right at four in the morning, uh, it's cold right. in New Hampshire.
1: So he says I can't use the phones that they're off, which is like weird to me because I'm like, why would the phones be off? Because technically
0: we're locked in anyway. Jail.
2: People are coming in at all times.
1: Well, no, not in my unit though okay. because it's a sentence unit. But they're not even
0: if you're coming in. At, <clears throat> if you come in at two a.m., they're not going to let you mosey around the day room and uh, have access to the phone. You're going straight to a cell.
1: Right. Because from ten eight, for for some units it's eight. At, 8 p.m. to, like, 7 a.m. or 9 a.m., depending on which unit you're in. You're locked in your unit anyway, your cell, so you can't use the phone. So it just seems, you know, ridiculous yep. to me to shut off the phone.
0: Hold the rest of the story. We've no got problem. a call here for you. It's 4409 calling from Phoenix. You're on with a demo from coplock.org. Hello. Hey,
7: hey, demo. what's up? Hey, how's
1: it going? Nice to hear from you.
7: Hey, hey, I'm so glad you're out of the, the cage, man.
0: No I, doubt. Yeah. Do you have a question for him?
7: <laughs> well, I... I watched the whole thing his trial. He did very well. I thought he he did fantastic. Uh, there was, of course, a few things you can always nitpick. Anything. It's very nervous. I've been through a lot of them. You're very nervous.
0: Were you nervous? It you...
1: There was a, there was some like, when I heard some of the things Michael was using. You know that was like I wasn't prepared for. It, you know, so I mm-hmm. I had all this time to think, and like it was supposed to go this way, and I didn't really plan for what happens if this road forks or this 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 angle doesn't work out for you what would you say and you got to remember when i was incarcerated so a they woke me up at like five in the morning i had to get i had two hours of transporting like sitting in tanks and so before. in in, you know he can go to lunch and make notes and do whatever i wasn't allowed pen and paper after i left the courtroom Hmm. you know i'm in just sitting in a cell just sitting in a in a cell and so yeah i there's a mixture of nervous tired not having the resources all those things
7: uh you just kind of uh there's these things you think in your head i, I don't know about you but you know there's these things you want to say or you have in your mind and then when you get there you just blank
5: yeah, yeah that happens like, as well you
7: forget, you forget about the things but i noticed one thing he you know the whole thing was about recording correct
1: yeah and, or, or and the consent if, th- if, if it was there given there, or you know, needed to be
7: you 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 record stuff in your mind your mind records right. things and so you, your mind is re, it was a recorder itself, and then you go and write that down on a piece of paper. This cop said this,
0: but the That's difference is okay, that the uh, you but know the
7: electronic device is not allowed. And well,
0: well, the difference is the electronic device is objective. Uh, you know, an, an uncut recording is a truly objective uh, view from that one recording. You know, the wherever the microphone was placed, an objective view of what actually went down, and that's why it's so dangerous. Because otherwise, For it's really. just a demo's word versus the bureaucrats. Well,
2: the thing that I found frustrating and, um, is that since the demo decided to go the tack that he did, which was sort of dealing with this, uh, you know, without t- talking their language, doing their law stuff, was well. They never even proved that this happened in the country.
0: This is true. Stand by at 4409. If you had more thoughts, you're welcome to stick through the news. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 855 450 free, the Sequel CAI toll free line. And the 4409 guy has his own YouTube channel. It's pretty Great good stuff. stuff. Uh, more coming up here. Hour three is next. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American Empire? The Empire does not require my consent. Derek J.'s Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimesFree.com. free talk live we're launching into the third hour of this live saturday edition of the program you can bring up anything you want and the toll free number for you is 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site give those to you for free so enjoy if you would like you can actually create the content that you see on the website. So when you go to freetalklive.com, scroll down the page, you see numbered items. The numbers are votes, and the items are submitted by listeners like you. So if you find something online that you want to share with uh, with us and the rest of the listeners, you can just submit it as show prep. It then appears on the upcoming stories page, where it must receive a certain number of votes to be promoted to the front page and the top of the website. So do go over, get interactive, at freetalklive.com. Adamo Freeman joining us here on the third microphone tonight for this live Saturday edition as we are I uh, have been telling details of your experience uh, in the, the the recent adventures in legal land which resulted in a 90-day stint in 92-day uh, stint in jail for the horrible crime of chalking as well as recording government bureaucrats without their consent. So yeah, catching them
1: with their out. pants down, you know.
0: Yeah, you embarrass the state, and uh, they don't like that. They take that much more seriously than people drunk driving and things like that. Sure. Like, some of the folks that were in jail when I was there uh, were in on a much, uh, you know, much lighter sentences that actually may have posed a threat. I mean, being drunk behind the wheel isn't necessarily uh, going to be dangerous. Like, you could drive five miles an hour. Being drunk be right. is,
2: but being point zero nine might not be.
0: Well, I think that, you know, I've argued for and. Uh, the prohibition of drinking and driving i think that if you know if, as if i know you have and it's, it's it's insane no it's not if people were uh, were not in, if people who were drunk knew they could go five miles an hour to get home and not have to worry about being pulled over by somebody that would not be a dangerous people way people that to are drive.
2: drunk know that they can call a cab and they don't do it
0: being well, i'm saying're make is the a best threat against your neighbor I'm, I'm not saying that they're gonna I'd make the best i agree with you that people but,
2: that drive uh, that drive recklessly should probably be, pu- be pulled over and checked out However, I think yeah. that you can drive drunk and still be a danger on the road without being serving over the I think that you can,
0: but just because you're drunk doesn't mean that you are uh, dangerous. Anyway, all that aside, uh there were people in in there for drunk driving who had received 3 and 20 day sentences. Uh you know, they may have actually put someone in danger. You had no victims whatsoever and you have you know, you were sentenced to a year in jail and uh, 10, you know, 9 months of it was suspended.
1: Yeah, well and the 1 to 3. I mean, what happens now if if I would uh misbehaved whatever qualifications it would take for them to have a hearing or to simply enact my suspended sentence, um, I would return to Valley Street for 19 months. Nine of those are the wiretapping. Ten. I still have ten months uh, suspended time on the chalking because I was also given a year there. And, so and I,
0: there's also a one- to three-year uh, prison term So, yes, as well.
1: I, w- I would go to Valley Street for 19 months or actually about 13, 14 months with good time, and then I would spend another, well, at that point, I could either be paroled right away from the prison because it does run uh, concurrent. So I, my one to three, I could be paroled after the one year, but I still have to do two years on probation or parole.
0: We're talking about uh, Damo Freeman. and We actually had 4409 on before the break in the last hour. I wanted to make sure he had a chance to get all of his thoughts out because we kind of had a short amount of time. So uh, you're back from Arizona, 4409. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Hey, what's up? Hey, well, one of the things uh, that you, you really have to pay attention to and you learn over time is one of them is the jury instructions, and the, the judge can... Every little word in those jury instructions means something and can really screw you. You have to you have to study that and object to it, you know, with craziness. You know, don't don't allow them to because how it's worded is the way the jury comes up with their little yeah. thing. Because what was the what was the thing he was charged with?
1: Wiretapping. Yep.
7: Did you wiretap or not? Now you have to go through the elements of the crime. Uh, did he willfully do it? Was it intentionally? In it? you have to go through the elements of the crime well, no, i was one, trying to, i was trying to do it was constantly giving testimony which was crazy and his opinion to to the crime it was the, that's what was the most egregious thing i've seen was the judge allowing this prosecutor to give testimony and opinion constantly
1: i i you totally know, I agree with you and, and what you were saying on the principle i was just saying that my tactic was just a little different i was saying that I admitted that I didn't tell them. Like I
7: know you clear, went in there. Uh, yeah, so I was going say totally on the jury nullification, and that's
1: or or that's it's logic, a gamble, you know that that this this law does not apply to these people. When when Michael was saying, "I want to break the law," and you know th- those were total you know exaggerations, right. fabrications, right, 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 you know. totally. And and the jury instructions, I think, with the part of the jury instructions that hurt me was the fact that it was nineteen pages of jury instructions. That's not any one phrase, sentence, or paragraph did it. It was the fact that I, I mean, if you no look at those jurors, pages. I was just, yeah, wow. they were sleeping like don't nodding off you know uh you know they didn't care like you could see it in their eyes you know like mark said at one moment you know they
2: wanted to go home you know like yeah the, the, you know this is what i think the the one big step towards finding innocent people uh not guilty in courtrooms is if a jury has to come back on the day of sentencing for anybody who that they find guilty if somebody's worth finding guilty in a court in the united states then the jury who found them guilty should come to that courtroom and watch them be sentenced that seems like a fair thing for a just trial to me because so many juries that i've watched have just found people guilty because they want to go home and they yeah. don't want to argue with each other Yep, that's something else i should have pushed
0: you're totally right Hey, 449. thanks for the call and the thoughts, uh, thanks, and thanks for all the great hey, videos online, by too, the way. Man. Hope to see you back up here in New Hampshire one of these days sooner rather than later. Good. Thanks for the call tonight. 855 uh, free. That's the toll-free number here. Antonio is on the line in Texas, uh, Austin, actually. Keep it weird. Uh, hey, Antonio, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hi, thanks a lot. Um, hey, Damo, congratulations on getting out. It's the same that you ever went in.
0: Is hey, this Antonio it. Bueller, love- by the way, uh, the founder of the Peaceful Streets Project?
8: It is Antonio Buehler.
3: Oh, great. And, it's great
0: to, uh, to, uh, to have you on the show. I've, uh, definitely We've been following what y'all have been doing down there, and I think it's, uh, it's great work.
8: Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Glenn Horowitz uh, put out a piece today which talked about what we're doing, what you guys are doing up there, what Carlos Miller is doing in Miami, and I think it's really great that we have so many uh, prongs that we're going after the police state with. And uh, you know, I'm glad to call you guys allies. I'm, I'm glad to see a supporter.
0: So what was the name of uh, the author that put out that piece? Glenn Horowitz? Glenn Horowitz,
8: yeah, he uh, he posted it. Um, it's on my uh, Facebook page. Um, you know, so if you guys want to go check it out, it's a really good piece.
0: Thank you for the, the um, heads up on that. So, tell briefly. I mean, I know you are calling to talk to a demo, but uh, pitch real quick what the Free Streets Project is for people that haven't heard.
8: Yeah, the Peaceful Streets Project. You know, I was arrested on New Year's Day, uh, observing two cops uh, abusing a woman. Um, I decided to take pictures and ask questions, and that cop ended up turning on me attacking mm-hmm. me and charged me with a,
2: a felony we've heard it uh, over sometimes. and over again
8: yeah yeah and it's just ridiculous but fortunately someone was across the street videotaping a bunch of witnesses stepped forward nice and uh and so i think i'm going to beat this um i have a lot more going for me than most people do when they when they uh, are guilty of contempt of cop um unfortunately uh you know for the rest of what did they charge you with like was it
0: that? disorderly conduct
8: no, they charged me with felony harassment of a public official. Uh, oh, wow. oh, wow. A third-degree
0: yeah. third felony. So you'll be taking that to a jury then? I take
8: well, it. if they ever take it to the grand jury and get an indictment, they're, they've been uh, stonewalling Oh, they haven't even
0: indicted you on it?
8: No, they refused to take it to the grand jury. They told us they were going to take it to the grand jury in early March. Hmm. Huh.
0: So but they have anyway, arrested uh, you for—let me just make sure I'm clear on this. They arrested you for something, some nonsense charge, and then it's not moved through the system? They haven't actually gotten an indictment?
8: That's correct. They
0: haven't even taken it to the grand jury. That's interesting. It this sounds was in like January?
1: They like sent us all for a dismissal, and then a— Possible wrongful arrest but, lawsuit,
0: but they've actually arrested you multiple times because, uh, as we've seen, when they, you know, when you get involved in activism, you stick your head up above the waves, especially in a, you know, somewhat disobedient or non cooperative manner, as is uh, the case when you're recording the police and they don't like it. Uh, you know, it should be your right, of course, as a free press, but you know, if they don't like it, they're going to figure out something to do about it. And uh, they've they've targeted you, haven't they? That's
8: right. They've arrested me twice since for filming cops. Each time they called it interference with public duties. They arrested uh, someone who was filming me, filming them when I got arrested. Uh, They charged her with uh, interference. They arrested someone a week later uh, for failure to ID, even though he wasn't under arrest or suspected of a crime. And then just this past week, they arrested a number another one of our members. Uh, they claimed that he was a criminal trespass, pack said he could have foot down.
0: Hang That's on, Antonio. The uh, music is uh, blasting you out there. I'm going to put you on hold here. I'd like to bring you back. Continue the conversation. I know you'd called to talk to Adamo, maybe you had a question for him or something. We'll get to that, too. Uh, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can, of course, bring up whatever you want. This is the live Saturday edition, 1-855-450-3733. It's free talk live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. So it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at Freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at Freekeen.com. That's Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com this is free talk live dial in toll free and bring us anything you want 855-450-free you don't have to have a question for a demo freeman who is with us here tonight uh through the entire show he's from copblock.org 855-450-3733 hey join us online as well over at freetalklive.com uh, we've got a lot of features that are waiting for you there the archives are one of them uh and when i say feature it It's huge. I mean, this is a lot of content. Uh, Archives going all the way back to late 2006. All you have to do is go to freetalklive.com. The last seven days' worth of the show are there at the top. You click, download, get whatever show you want. And then if you want to go back for more than seven days, you can go back into year's worth of it at our SoundCloud page. You can go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to the page. Or if you're already on our website, if you're already over at freetalklive.com, just look on the left-hand side under Listen and Share. You'll find the SoundCloud link there. By the way, speaking of archives, uh, we owe people an apology, Uh, mentioned that Ron Paul was going to be on the show, and what ended up happening was... We recorded, we're going to record the show with Ron Paul yesterday, recording an interview with him because, you know, he's Ron Paul, he's busy. You know, when, when Ron Paul is available, you do the interview when Ron Paul's available. It's one of those things. So, uh, Mark, you recorded the interview with him at noon yesterday, and I had hoped to attend that, but uh, the whole TSA debacle uh, situation happened, and I was unable to attend due to being missing a plane because of TSA shakedown. And uh, so you did the interview with Ron Paul, and unfortunately, you screwed up. i had
2: no sleep right as you were
0: saving the archive you saved it in low quality mode and you basically saved it as a dial-up size kind of archive and so it sounds it it just doesn't sound good enough i'm an audiophile and i'm not going to provide my radio stations with something that sounds like that to listen to but we still have the interview uh so the interview will be put up on the soundcloud page yes it you know, If you nothing. want to
2: hear Free Talk Live's sound, uh, inter- interview with Ron Paul, you can do that. The content will be
0: listenable. It's just not going to be something that you know, is going to be the most awe-inspiring audio quality
2: It'll be up, uh, in the world. What, when do you expect to have it done?
0: We'll get it done when we get it done. We'll okay. let you know if you're tuned into our Facebook and Twitter page. Uh, that is when you'll find out first. Also, the news updates, you can go to news.freetalklive.com and follow us in any of those places. So you will have access to it. I'm just not going to play it on the radio. It just doesn't sound good enough for broadcast. Uh, let's go to uh, back to the phones here. Antonio is with us listening in Austin, Texas, and you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were actually originally calling to talk to Adamo, so go for it.
8: Yeah, thanks. Well, first off, Adamo, thanks for uh, really standing up and putting your freedom at risk for the rest of us. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, you've you've really taken on a lot more than most people would. And, uh, you know, it, it was very courageous. So I just wanted to, to say that to you, uh, you know, in person. I appreciate that. The, uh, and then the second thing is is uh Clyde was pretty upset after the uh trial and, and uh and he made it very clear that he was very disappointed with the way a lot of your supporters were acting in the courtroom and uh you know it's hard not to laugh at some of the absurd things that the prosecutor said or that the uh that the various witnesses said or to uh to uh you know just show disgust you know and and let out gasps and stuff like that the process, but I'd really like to uh, get your take on it because it's a huge step for someone to say, okay, I'm willing to take on a heavier burden and really lose my liberty and my freedom by taking it and, and exercising my rights and trying to force you know, a jury to come to a decision as opposed to just accepting the punishment that a, a judge is willing to, to give you. Um, and I was just wondering what your perspective of that was. And, you know, because there's going to be other people who are going to go uh, take their charges to jury trials, if you could give us advice on how you would like to see people who come to support, you know, how you would like them to act uh, in those situations.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, me personally, and which is all I can speak of is how I feel about it, is I don't mind. I don't think it affected the outcome of any way. In fact, I think it's the benefit I see to people giggling or talking to, you know, Uh, bailiffs or prosecutors or even the judge in whatever setting or or manner they wish uh, will help some folks, you know, smash the, you know, like paradigm where like an officer is like almighty or he says, jump, you say a hide, like to speak to them as if they're just any other people, uh, I think is beneficial. Now, I could also understand how if somebody uh, is wanting to go a more legal route and play the the, what I call black magic, Mm -hmm. you know, routine that they may want to suck it up. Right, they may want to discourage their friends from doing some of that thing. So for me personally, to answer your question, I don't mind. I want I don't want to tell anybody to do anything and I don't think it would affect it. Anyways, I mean if, if the judge would have said, Well, I was gonna give uh Damo ninety days in jail, but that guy opened his mouth in the back room, so ten yeah. and a half years, like great, let's like let's get that on tape and show just how, you know, arbitrary or unjust uh the system is. Um, so like you know, so be it. But uh, so I don't mind, but I can understand how some people might want to try to cut some of that down. Like, it, There was a point where the judge at the beginning said, or maybe it was one of the jury selection, I can't remember, but he said, you know, I'm not going to make the people stand for you. And I was like, well, you can't make us anyways. And he's like basically saying he doesn't mind, but he did say, just so you know, I, I did have them take down the posters. People must have had posters or something before mm-hmm. I came in. and." He kept asking me about this stuff, and he'd ask me on sidebars, like, one time the prosecutor said that people in the front row were saying, whispering things to him, and that it was distracting him. And he's like, he's like, well, Mr. Miller, you know, to me, what what do you want me to do about it? I'm like, I can't tell you what to do. You do whatever you feel you have to do. I'm like, yeah. I don't see how people expressing their views is a problem. Like... You know, I'm, don't I'm, don't make me be the guy. You
0: know? I, get, I get the concern too. I mean, having been in court and been through similar situation uh, as a demo, that uh, I actually was in my trial laughing at the video that was playing because I was arrested for standing in front of a police car up here in Keene. And uh, Rich Paul was one of the other arre- uh, the arrests. There was four of us who were arrested for doing that same thing. And Rich was just so drunk in the video, just yelling and just being <laughs> just so hilariously ridiculous. Yeah. I I couldn't keep a smile off of my face. And I felt like, you know, the jury might not have liked that very much. But what can you really do? I mean, ultimately, you can't control who comes to your trial. So there could be some, they could send an agent provocateur in there to really be a total, uh, you know, jerk. But
1: in a a case, I don't know, Antonio, if you've seen the uh, Massachusetts version of our wiretapping thing. I think those applauds, those snickers and comments. Actually, help sway the jury if not the one individual who was more outspoken. I so agree. it can go either way, and I'm willing to deal. With, you know, with whatever happens. So,
0: good question. Any yeah. other uh, thoughts you want to share?
8: No, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, and, and I'm just really happy that you're out. And hopefully, they don't uh, they don't take you in for anything else. Especially considering that they have this thing hovering over your head
1: yeah i hope to, for it too and uh i'm glad to hear all the things you did the peaceful streets project i heard was real successful yeah. uh, some guys sent me pete and them sent me some stuff uh, while in jail so i know that uh great manchester
0: work. is uh, is kicking off a, a peaceful streets project uh manchester from awesome. what i understand that's so amazing. that's pretty cool now uh antonio have you ever uh visited new hampshire
8: i i've been to that huge beautiful lake that starts with a w uh, a couple of summers
0: ago. Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee. Uh, so, uh, so you have not yet come up, say, for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, for instance.
8: I was actually going to come this year, but then uh, my arrest and the focus on the summit uh, sort of took over my life. Court will but definitely I, get in
0: the way of doing uh, enjoyable things with your <laughs> life, that's for sure. Hopefully yeah. that'll all clear out by next year and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you up here.
8: Yeah, I, I, my goal was to make it the past two years in a row, and each time something came up. But uh, I definitely plan on being up there.
0: Awesome. Look forward to it, and thanks for your call tonight. appreciate your thoughts. All right. 855-450-FREE. Antonio Bueller, uh, founder of the Peaceful Streets Project.
1: Yeah, he do great, does great stuff down there in Austin.
0: Absolutely. 855 free That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Still, plenty of time for you and your thoughts. And uh, on the way, there was another aspect of... Uh, of this whole situation, uh, what you went through, kind of a larger discussion I wanted to have. Hopefully we'll have time to do that, too. But your calls come first. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, they're free. Uh, you may enjoy them, including the webcam. Go and watch, listen, and chat, because the chat room is built into the same page as the cam. Cam.freetalklive.com. It's all totally free.
2: Jason Osborne from SACEL CAI wants to welcome a demo back. Um, nice. If, if you've got <laughs> if you've got any uh, accounts receivable needs for your business, Sacle C A I is the one to handle it for you. You can go find their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right hand side of the page, SACL CAI.
0: All right, let's continue with you and your thoughts. We'll go to Kimberly listening in Washington in the Yakima area to KUSA. hey Kimberly
3: hi thank you so much for taking my call hey, I sure. say I'm a first, first time listener and you've got a very well, interesting program so thank you what's up, guys
0: thank you go ahead with your thoughts
3: okay. okay so I admit to a certain amount of ignorance and listening to your comments I, I don't know what chalking means. Oh. <laughs> I mean I understand, uh, you know, wiretapping. Uh, so, pardon me for being ignorant, but I was wondering if you could explain that to me. Hopefully, there's other people out there as well who would like to know.
2: Sure. Drawing on the sidewalk with chalk.
1: Yes, we use children's chalk. Yes, on the
0: Well, someone did chalk on the building, but it's still chalk. Yeah, well, I mean, Okay, was...
3: so <laughs> I thought it was some kind of a major code word for something. So, it really did have to do with just simply
0: chalk. No, Adamo really was sentenced to a year in jail with all but 10 months suspended for chalking. Yeah. That's actually what happened. Yep. That is unbelievable. But don't... Well, it doesn't end there, though, because it's not just a demo. Uh, there are other people around the country who have been targeted for chalking as well, uh, including the mother of a little girl who chalked on some rocks at a beach somewhere. I think it was on the east coast of uh, of the United States. I forget which state it was, but uh, she got in, in trouble for that. Yeah. So it's not just a so, demo. So
3: what are you writing? Like, like death threats to high up? Not at all. It, I mean...
0: I had written
1: on the building, I had only written uh, badges, don't grant extra rights, the pretty much tagline of coplock.org. And then right next to the front door entrance, uh, this is while I was, just before I was arrested, excuse me, uh, and I was writing, everything is okay, which yeah. is the love police <laughs> kind of tagline from, you know, Charlie Veach over uh, over I the
3: think, seas. That's just unbelievable. I'm just, I just can hardly imagine that happening. I mean, I know it does, but. My gosh. Well, keep up the good work.
0: Thanks, Kimberly. Here's what I'd recommend you do. Uh, you can go to copblock.org slash freeademo. That's A-D-E-M-O, uh, copblock.org slash freeademo. If you want to get the whole story, I mean, obviously, this this whole show has basically been about your story, and I, I like digging in and getting all the details about everything from court to jail and, and really give people a, a picture of what this is like to be right. the targeted activist, the person who's doing nothing more than speaking out and using free speech and uh, free press, these things that we're supposed to have these supposed rights and having them just trampled on and and watching the so-called justice system act in the most ridiculous of manners i think it's it's an absolutely fascinating case study but there's no shortage i mean what's happened to you isn't unusual they did the same nonsense to me and they're doing the same nonsense to all manner of activists like antonio bueller who just called from austin
1: and they're going to do it to a number of other people until and this is one of the theories i i developed while in jail like when i go to jail i shouldn't like I was saying, how I felt alone, you know, being there, but, you know, like with all these people who are oppressed or harmed by government, but yet not wanting to, like, you know, I should go to jail and be like networking with other activists, like, oh, you're doing this mm. over there, you're doing that over there. So, yeah, until, you know, people, there's more of us, you know, numbers, we always talk about it here, uh, the yeah. numbers game. Until there's more of us, they're going to keep doing this to individual one of us and they could really, you know, put the boots down on us. And, like, until there's a time where there's 10, 15, 20 of us in a jail cell, like, like I told the judge, you're going to have to make a decision. Between my bed, the one I'll be occupying, is that for a person of violence or Mm. whatever arguable reasons you can say for uh, jail being built, or me for chalk and phone calls, you know, so... The decision. He was not pressed to make that decision this time. There's plenty of beds. but if there was 300 chalkers and 300 phone call people, even
0: 12 chalkers right. would have been uh, a lot. And and thank you, Kimberly, for the call and the thoughts tonight. And and of course, the Demo, I completely agree. Uh, it, you know, this movement can't grow fast enough. That's my only you know issue is is impatience. I know this is a long project. This is a lifetime gig. I just hope that people can be inspired by what you've done to. Find the resolve, and this kind of leads me to that larger conversation that I wanted to, to have, whether they move to New Hampshire or not, but to find the resolve to defeat their fear. I was talking with, uh, with a mutual friend last night at, uh, at your party, and, and he was explaining to me that he's afraid, that uh, you know he considers himself an activist, he's, he's new to New Hampshire was, as of the last year, he's been here for about a year, and he still has fear. Uh, about what they, the government people, might do, you know, to him if he's to stick his head up and and be active in some way, shape, or form. And it's not necessarily to be civilly disobedient or or even non cooperative, which is a, a real quick way to get them to bite your head off. But to uh, to just go out and be an activist. Period is a scary thing for people. Even if it's just to you know run for a political office or get out there and you know and speak out publicly about what you believe, it's scary because look at what the government's doing yeah, you never to know. people. Look at Bradley Manning. Look at Julian Assange. Look at all these horrible right. things. That they do. Look at these, we these young ladies uh, and this guy over in the northwest, which I, we're not going to have time to talk about tonight, but we will. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to put that on hold. We'll talk about it maybe Monday night or something like that. But uh, you know, these activists standing up for their rights. Most people aren't willing to stand up because they're afraid of what's going to happen. But I think examples of your story, where you faced down a potential 22 years in prison, took those charges to trial and stood firm on principle. That that inspires people, and I hope that people will be inspired to if not exactly emulate what you did to emulate the the general aura around you and that is like you believe in something and you're willing to actually put yourself on the line for your ideals there's something really special there
1: i appreciate that and like you know people would write me about like inspiring them or or being a hero and like i appreciate the kind words and stuff like that but really like my goal and i think it's most of us although i can't speak for any everybody is to you know educate you know i don't you know the the documentary crew that was around when I got out. You know, were asking me, you know, why. And you know, like I don't really have like, uh, you know, other than I feel it's the right thing. So like, you know, like why aren't I afraid of these guys? Why don't I bow down to this authority? Well, it's hmm. because like I, I see us all as equals, and I I know that I'm doing right. I feel it in my whole every ounce of my body that I did what was right. It Where's was the right, victim? Right, it was right to truck the police station, and ask why those four cops didn't get treated like everyone else does. When they aggress upon somebody else, it was right to expose the people at the school for assaulting another individual and then trying to cover up such evidence. So I didn't feel any fear. And so I hope people are educated enough to say, like, I should ask these questions. And when I am, you know, I didn't like sell anybody, you know, it was a different type of crime, I guess, you know, like I was doing what was right. And so if anybody could do, you know, the, the first caller tonight. We were standing with signs in an area. Now they want us to go to a different area, but we're getting arrested. You're doing what's right. Stand in your whatever spot. Absolutely. Take the arrest. take the things, and, and really question like the status quo.
0: If more people were to do that, as you were saying before, the numbers would be the key. Yeah. It, when, whenever we have numbers, whenever we, being the activists, outnumber they, being the aggressors, the police, and the other government bureaucrats, almost all the time when we have the numbers, they back down.
1: Right. In almost the all the time. Hundreds of inmates I interacted with over the 92 days... I never met one that didn't take the plea deal. Mm. Not a one.
2: Not a one. The the numbers are staggering. Staggering. People have no idea. There's fewer than 1% of cases go to trial. Fewer fewer than 1% of arrests end up in trial. Yep. And as far as felony arrests go, uh, felony trials go, more than 60, uh, it's 66%, about two-thirds are found guilty. Now, you can imagine if somebody was willing to somebody was one of the 1% willing to take their case all the way to trial that the chances of that person being not guilty seems pretty high because surely cops aren't right 99% of the time i met a lot of people who
1: could have used some sort of loophole or played the game like to wait like they took the i knew a guy who was a really swell guy manager of a restaurant a mm-hmm. higher end and he, you know he had a bad time you know he had a bad moment in his life Caught a year charge, and like the first deal they gave him was a you know eight months mm. of the whole year. It was a class A. The max he can get is a year. He first plea deal he took it eight, eight months. He didn't know any better. He mm. just that's how you do it. I, I, another guy, my last cellmate, was a, a victim of restraining orders where people instead of you know trying to f- resolve their disputes use the cops, do this thing. And so he, they got him on, you know, well, he called up to see when he can pick up his kids. You're not supposed to have contact. Mm. Six months. Oh, well, wow. six months.
0: See you later. Six. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So defeating fear is a real challenge, and it's a challenge for every one of us. Uh, and it's something I'd like to talk about more, but we're also going to take your calls, which are next. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything in the remaining moments of the Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, which are imminent. This is Free Talk Live. Uh, moments remain here. Maybe enough time to sneak your call in at 855 450 free. 1 450 3733. If you don't get in tonight, no big deal. We do this seven nights per week. Mark will be here tomorrow night, I believe, with Ali. That's right. As your co host, as uh, Stephanie Murphy, who is normally your co host on Sunday nights, is actually out on the West Coast uh, in California at Libertopia That's uh, this weekend. So, uh, so that will be great. Of course, Free Talk Live live all seven nights per week from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. You can join us on your local radio station whenever we're on there. Also, of course, online, XM. Uh, you can learn more of how to listen over at listen.freetalklive.com. And one of the other things you can do on our website is uh, throw some bitcoins in the tip jar. You can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to do that. But in order to do so, you have to have bitcoins. And in order to have bitcoins, you have to have somewhere to put them.
2: And Bitcoin.freetalklive.com is brought to you by bitinstant.com. And bitinstant.com is the best way to get the, uh, the, the, the 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 online currency, the digital currency called Bitcoins. If you need to find out more about them, go to weusecoins.org. But if you need to get bitcoins and you know frankly they've been moving they've been uh, increasing month over month in value they're the most valuable currency in the world if you need to get them the only the best place to get them is bitinstant.com mm-hmm. go there you can find out deposit information at more than a million locations around the world more than 30 countries and if you're listening to me the chances are very high it's in the country that you're listening in bitinstant.com
0: all right let's continue with your thoughts Michelle 7 on the line calling from New Hampshire you're on Free Talk Live with uh, Ian Demo and Mark hi guys
5: welcome hey. back from California
0: yeah, what's on your mind tonight?
5: So um, my son Faisal, who I talk about from time to time when I host with you guys, was just over at the Keen High uh, homecoming hmm. and um, and uh, homecoming dance, and he had been asked and invited by a girl there, and it was like a you know it was a date, but they didn't have any tickets left to sell, hmm. so they found someone that wasn't using their ticket, and Faisal went in. Uh, I guess. I think, and I'm not certain, that he went in maybe under that person's name. I don't know for sure, but I he see. did, in fact, use someone else's ticket that was not being used. And um, he was grabbed, and eight teachers and two police officers held him in the office and threatened to arrest him. Whoa. And it's, a it's a
2: crime to try happens. to get in a, wait, wait, a dance. Wait, wait.
5: For what? For being at the dance and not being a student of Keene uh, High.
2: Wow. You're telling me that you can't, be, you can't be at the prom unless you're a student of the high school? I guess so. So anybody who has a boyfriend or girlfriend, I mean, look, I've been to four, I've been to four proms as a uh, high school student and I went to most of them as a date.
5: Wow. Right. Right. So he wasn't caught doing anything naughty or, you know, and no vandalism, no inappropriate behavior, just the fact that he, he was there. So they just, they tossed him out. I beg your pardon? they,
0: They just tossed him out. They didn't search him or arrest him for anything?
5: No, they held him um, in the office, and they called me.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting into, huh?
5: No. So Rachel Sanumi or something,
1: the uh, you key know, police him? officer.
5: She no, she's an assistant principal there. Um, oh my god, there is a word for women like that. But anyway, Ooh. so um, yeah. yeah, so she got on the phone, and I'm you know I'm mentioning this because Ademo, I want, I hope will go and and. Educate baseball on how to handle this the next time. You know, he's, um, baseball really looks up to Demo and he's known him since he was little. And, and, uh, demo has, you know, kicked his patootie and hockey in the garage. So, you <laughs> know, they have a relationship. And, um, but he really, he, he did the wrong thing in what terms happened? of how to interact with police, even though he's had experience because he was nervous. And oh, he yeah. was the He fear. was scared and he didn't, you know, know, so he gave them, um, uh, think you know, Faisal didn't have ID, so they thought that was suspicious. And they went ahead and, and called me and said that I had to come pick him up. And I said, I'm not going into town to pick him up. Police officer gets on the phone, threatens, and says, I'm going to arrest him if you do not give me your date of birth and your address and your phone number and your full name. Wow. I'm like, and so I, I said the F word, mm-hmm. which I know I can't say on the
2: radio. Right. Thank you so, for that. Um, We're pretty sure which one it is, though. Yeah,
5: yeah I know. So um, I said, and I, and I got upset, and I didn't become irrational, but I definitely raised my voice and said, better. is my son being charged with anything? No. Release him. And they're like, well, no. And he actually, the cop, Sergeant Short, said, it's cold. It's 40 degrees, and I don't think he has a jacket, and he's in my custody. I'm responsible for him to be warm. Hmm.
1: I'm surprised. So now that- he's worried about his warmth, but wasn't like <laughs> worried about his like, well-being that night. Like He could have been fine in the dance, just chilling with other people <laughs> well, his age
5: gonna put him in a cell where there's no blanket and he's gonna be cold
0: that's right yeah take all his personal belongings so what what ended up happening
5: i hung up on the cop
0: <laughs> so he's still down there
5: no they let him go oh really yeah because they couldn't hold him i said, you have no right to detain my son he's not under arrest and no i'm not gonna come pick him up he got himself there he can get himself out of there and Very he said good. well he didn't have a jacket and i'm like well then he might be cold next time he will take a jacket
0: you're so, once again, we're back on that fear topic of, um, you know, when the cops are intimidating people, they're more likely to, you know, to break, to tell them things that they otherwise shouldn't tell them. And the cops are trained to be intimidating. Well, and it,
1: it was nice, too, that you can see how genuine he was. He's like, well, wait, he doesn't have a jacket, and I'm kind of concerned about that. Well, I'm not coming to get him. All right, well, I'm just going to let him go then. You know, like, he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even back up with his, like, his threat that wasn't as, as uh, an obvious of yeah. a threat as he normally has, you know? So he's like... Um, all right, maybe I'm not so concerned.
0: Michelle, thanks for telling your story tonight. I uh, appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Let's go to, we've got Scott listening in Ithaca, New York, to WNYY. Scott, you're on with Ian Ademo and Mark on Free Talk Live.
6: Hi, I just wanted to know, um, being a friend here, being sympathetic, so don't please don't attack me because I know it's a little facetious in some ways, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of thing that I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm actually now a right-in U.S. Senate candidate, and the media doesn't cover, you know, candidates. And there's a part of me that's kind of libertarian, and I wanted to explain one, two things really quickly, because I had looked into this in the past. Every state has a different, um, you know, basically law that says two people, one knowing, either can or can't legally record a telephone conversation. So it's, it's state by state. Yes. Every state, you know, there are certain states that allow it.
0: In most states, states most states do allow uh, a party to most a conversation to record. Uh, some several do not. New Hampshire is one of those states that does yeah, not allow. They're I think called
1: one-party consent right. states well, or well, two-party consent. To tell states. You from
0: my
6: perspective, because I'm I, I'm kind of frustrated in general from a lot of things. Uh, this whole process, anyway. But you have people out there that are candidates. The person that, like I'm, I would be running against if it was like a legitimate race. Um, it, they're not even in on this kind of a conversation. They don't even participate. And I disagree with you a little bit in some ways because I do believe in federalizing certain things. And this is one subject I'm going to tell you because I have experience in it um, that I do think it needs to be federalized. I do think that if you want to set up a video camera, put your put your phone on speakerphone, call somebody up, whether they're a government official, whether you're calling somebody because somebody's ripping you off, and you want to have it recorded legally so that you want to play it some other time, and you know that you're recording it, you should have the inalienable right to do that, and there should be, I I would write the federal law to make that happen.
0: Thank no, you I'm for the like for me, that, Scott. I, I I can appreciate radio, where you're coming from. I'm sorry, but I am the good guy. Scott, I, thanks. I, 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 am I am am appreciate guy. where you're coming
2: from, and thanks for the call tonight. The problem with federalizing is is, and I don't. You know, I get it. I I would like people all across the world. I don't just want to federalize it. I want to worldalize it. That people anybody <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. anybody who's a party of a conversation can record that right. conversation, and um, you know, I mean, I I get it, but. If the federal government gets involved, what if they just go with the one-party or the you know two-party consent? Well, law? Well, there
0: already is a federal law that is a one-party consent law. Like the federal standard on wiretapping is that it's a one-party. So as long as long as one party knows that the call is being recorded, it's okay. So technically, that's already been done. But I get what he's saying. He wants to force that on all the different states, and I get it. You know, people see the federal government as a way to control out of control states. And I was having a conversation with somebody uh, on the airplane ride actually about about this issue. You about you know the issue of well you know didn't the federal government help out during the the time of the Jim Crow laws to go in and, and make it so all these you know uh, young people could be integrated in the school system and I pointed out that well that doesn't take the full story into account and that is that the centralization of government was the failure in the first place to create this government school system which ultimately was uh, not to everyone's liking and so had we not had government schools in the first place then maybe the KKK could have had their own school and sent all their hate-mongering kids to that school and and then I wouldn't have had to have my kids in the same school uh, as those kids. So I, I get it that you know, it's tempting to use force to, uh, to, you know, you, to foist your way upon people. And I, I, I get the, uh, the position where he's coming from. I just, I'm not willing to, uh, to centralize more power in the hopes that good things will be done with it.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, even if it's the logical or, you know, the caller was saying, like, I'm one of the good guys, you know, I'll, I'll execute this law properly. Well, what about the next guy? You know, so it's the other so, issue. Let's
0: go quickly to Fred. He's in Michigan listening in Flint to Super Talk. Hey, uh, Fred, go ahead quickly. You've got about uh, 20 seconds. Oh, uh, oh, well, I want to thank Michelle.
8: She embodies and emulates the spirit of 1776, and... um I also wanted to ask you guys, if you've never interviewed a guy by the name of Vieira, about home, constitutional
0: homeland security. Here's what I'd suggest for uh-huh. you, Fred. Give us a call any other night. Start out at the beginning of the show. Okay. So that we have more time to talk to you because we are out of it for tonight. But, of course, you can also visit demo online. And thanks for the call tonight at copblock.org. And he's going to be back on Friday nights starting next week. So you'll get more of him. We'll see you tomorrow. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.